Guardians of the 615 contains explicit uncensored language and opinions. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> what an intro. What an intro. <laughs> Man, you know what it is. <laughs> hey, just to start it off, when are you coming home? Uh, in what's today? In like Two, two, three weeks, man. The twenty first, oh, right? Okay. Yeah. Two weeks from Monday. Okay. Okay. It's lit. It's up. Still gotta get that barbecue though. I know. That's what I've been thinking about. I need a, a, a nice barbecue sandwich. That's what I'm saying, bro. Just hold on. With pulled pork sandwiches, you get coleslaw on yours, or do you just? I'm I'm not a fan of coleslaw. I'm not a fan of coleslaw either, so I won't be doing that. So, but you like pickles on it? Little uh, hot sauce. I'm not a fan of pickles. You're not a fan of? No. I thought that's something that you would have been into. I mean, I don't dislike them, but like, it's if, not your if, preferred. Yeah, like if the sandwich came out and they were already on there, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it still. But if somebody gave me the option, I'd say no pickles. So when you go to Chick Fil A, you just say no pickles on yours. Yeah, well, Chick-fil-A is one of the one th- places where I have to have no pickles. Oh, okay. But, like, on a burger, if they put pickles on there, it's it's no big deal. Yeah. I feel like it kind of, like, complements it. Not complements it, but, like, you don't really, like, taste it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm really hungry, I'll just leave everything on there. <laughs> like, uh, on a burger. Like, you just leave everything. I'm trying to get all them calories. Yeah. Where Mitch at? <laughs> he probably still drunk. Oh, <laughs> uh, somebody hit my boy up. He's struggling. <laughs> uh, ah. You've been watching the college basketball? Dude, that's all I've been watching. Like, I haven't even watched like any like Netflix or nothing. I've just been soon as I get home, kick back, take a shower, whatever, kick back, put it on, and then really just watch it until I fall asleep and then redo it again the next day. <laughs> right, yeah. I was just watching the uh, the Georgia, who they played, North Texas. Mm-hmm. Georgia just faded them. Dude, did you see the dunks that they were? Oh, yeah. That windmill? Oh, my gosh, that was so ferocious. And then that one. That oop that that dude caught, I think his name is Chris. Chris something, I don't know. But the way he caught that, bro, just athlete. <laughs> yeah, they, they they look good. They definitely look good today. Yeah, definitely. And they were showing the uh, – because, you know, I'm watching all the SEC games. They were showing the, the SEC rankings. Uh, Tennessee's one, Kentucky's second. And <laughs> they got Vanderbilt dead last. Uh. <laughs> 
I was kind of oh. surprised because usually Vanderbilt's at least midway in the pack in basketball. But they've been having a down year since Stackhouse been there. But they already had like a down year before um he was there, to be honest. But I think their last really good season was when like I don't remember you remember John Jenkins when he was there? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really like the last time like they actually the last time they were actually like something, you know, like good. Yeah. But we'll see. It's hard to it's hard to tell, especially preseason. It's just the preseason stuff, so there's no telling. And two, you gotta think about it, like so many games are being canceled and like teams are like whenever a game I just saw this uh this morning when I was watching uh I forgot what I was watching. It was some ESPN thing, but uh they're just talking about how some of these teams like had to drop because they had COVID and then like they'll pick up the game, like another team will pick up the game like literally like twenty four hours before like they're supposed to play or something like that. So Yeah. Very crazy. Is. Uh, What's up, gentlemen? What's up? How y'all doing? Good. That man on CP time. (laughs) I don't even know what CP time is. I need you to explain that one to me. Color people time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Are we recording right now? Yeah, we are. Oh, shit. All right. What's up? Uh, I was listening to uh, y'all's last podcast. Y'all were uh, were hyping me up a little bit too much. Oh, we got to hype up. (laughs) Go ahead, introduce yourself, and kind of just let the people know who you are. Gotcha. Uh, uh, my name is my name is Mitchell. I've been uh, been hanging out with Calvin ever since I started dunking on him in HCRA <laughs> in the seventh grade. Been hanging out with Finus since the sixth grade. Been uh, been a long time. I haven't talked to you, Finus, in a in a while, man. You 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 going getting your uh, your degree in astrophysics or something like that? Yeah, that's that's the plan. Man, that's. If I was smart enough to do that, I'd do that any day of the week. Uh, it, ooh. <laughs> it's tough. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do it. Man, it seems fun, man. Learning about the universe and shit. I'd be all about that. Oh, yeah. It's for sure fun. For sure. And so I know Mitch can't even touch rim, so that was a lie what he just said. <laughs> man, I can't no even. Backboard. Oh, you tripping, Mitch. Got, gotten old and fat now. <laughs> Oh man, man! Oh man! I've been meaning to ask you, Finus. I've been uh, I've been watching your uh, your Snapchat stories and stuff. Tell me about this mountain biking that you've been doing because that hey, I don't know why, but it kind of seems interesting to me. I, I kind of want to get into it. <laughs> oh know? yeah! So uh, when COVID hit, they closed down the, the basketball courts, right? Oh, uh-huh. so I didn't have any way of like any type of cardio. So one of my buddies out here got he got into mountain biking. He was like, "Bro, get a bike." There's these trails out here that we can go hit up and just mountain bike. I'm like, cool. I know how to ride a bike, but I ain't never been mountain biking. So I got a bike. And then the first couple of days, we were taking it easy, kind of slow. But, man, it's so much fun. So, like, we're we're getting, like, pretty advanced into the trailing and stuff. And it's just it's so much fun. Anybody that asks, um, I always tell them it's, like, if you're thinking about getting into it, get into it. It's so much fun. I love it. Good leg workout too. You think there's, you think there, yeah, you think there's good trails out here and stuff. And I'm sure that's a good question. I'm sure I I think you should be able to find some at the the parks that they have out there. Hey, side note, I uh, Mm -hmm. I went to go eat with Brian Thompson about like a month and a half ago, and he was talking to me about uh, some trails that they have out here. 
and he was thinking about getting a bike too, to be honest. So oh, I think maybe- yeah, I think he did because he he I talked to him about that too. I, there are some trails out there because I was gonna try to bring my bike to Nashville because I, I was initially gonna drive. I was gonna bring my bike, but now that I'm flying, I'm not gonna be able to. Yeah, definitely. But that's something I'm gonna have to do when it heats back up because there's no way I'm doing that oh, right yeah. now in this weather. So stash a little money away for that. So. So, so, so sorry to jump back into here. We, uh, we, uh, we just started talking, talking about the, the basketball, the NCAA basketball. We, we got, we got some, we got some <laughs> hot takes to go through with this. I haven't, uh, I, I, I seen, seen that Texas, uh, how, Dude, how are they doing? I actually like Texas. They look really good, even though they struggled against, uh, Davidson. Yeah. They struggled against them. But, I watched that one. Yeah. But, dude, I really think that team, dude, they run the floor, bro. Like, and they play hard on both ends. And plus, uh, Greg Brown, that freshman they got. Yeah. Cold, bro. He's cold, dude. That dunk he did on that guy. Jesus. And then didn't they fade Indiana the next game? Was that the was I, that game? I think so. I they It ended up being like a double, like a 20-some point win. So, my question is, do y'all think Gonzaga's really that good, or they're just playing really good basketball right now? Uh, I think it's a mixture of both, to be honest. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. It's so early, but mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think it's a mix of both. They're playing good ball right now, but I their think, team is actually solid too. Who they yeah, got? They got a solid team, but I think midway through the season, if it gets that far, that they'll probably end up taking a few L's here. Mm-hmm. I just think that that conference. Yeah, I weak. said that before too. And they, they always I said that too overrated. before. Finals. I was like, they literally they win their conference almost every single year. That coach, yeah, well, what's the coach's name? I forgot the coach's name, but he's literally won it every single year. And I don't know. I feel like that's just like an easy way for them to get into the tournament and have like a good seed too. But I mean, that's their conference. I don't even know what what conference are they even in. It's, it seems like it's like a D two. Yeah, they do play like St. Mary's. They play like what, like yeah, like San Diego yeah, State. Pepperdine people like that is now. In their conference, West. Uh, they're in the West Coast Conference. Yeah, the West Coast Jeez. Conference. I don't. I don't think that I've even ever ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a. It's not a big one. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's Division One, but. True, true. But finest. Luca Garza. Oh, I was watching that game. He went stupid. Dude. Did you know he's shooting 80? Well, I don't they played um what's it called? They played um I think Western Illinois the other day. So I don't know if his numbers have changed or anything. But you know he was shooting eighty six percent over three games? No, I like didn't. his his field percentage was eighty six percent, dude. That's that's unheard of. Can you say like dominant though? But like he's a big body too. So I mean he, ah man, I just don't know who's gonna stop him if he's on a tear like this right now. Yeah. What do y'all think of my Duke Blue Devils this uh, year? Shout out Rod Johnson, Jalen Johnson's brother. <laughs> shout out Rod. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he 
He put up that 19 and 19 the yeah, first game that, that he nice. went out there. That was nice. But who'd they lose to? Oh, Michigan State? Yeah, they lost Michigan State. I, it's a bunch of freshmen, man. I just don't. They got they got one sophomore in Matthew Hurt. What about Goldwire? And he's he's so smooth, but but everybody else, man, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about the one and duns. I get I get they they can't turn down the lifestyle that they would get if hey. they go to the NBA, but the same time I feel like they just yeah, need it's, more. It's experience. one of those things that great programs have problems with. They 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 get a bunch of guys come in and just dip out after the first year because they bring in so much good talent. But Michigan State, my team, though, I'm not going to fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, Big Tom Izzo fan? Why. I've, just, I've been a Michigan State fan since I was in, like, middle school. I don't even know. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, they had uh, – where did where did Cassius Stanley end up in the net? Uh... He got picked up in the draft, didn't he? He was yeah, second he was rounder second or something rounder. like that. Um, he was like late. He got picked up by the Wizards. I remember that man. That man ran a a forty in like seven point two seconds, but for some reason he just get by everybody <laughs> yeah, he was no. going against. He's a bucket, dude. <laughs> He's a but no, he is, dude. <laughs> like that last last year, his performance and stuff. That dude's a bucket. Oh, interesting! Interesting question that you were uh, asking, Mitch. How long uh, do we think the college basketball season will last? That's a t- uh huh. That's a t- well, y'all. I honestly, y'all I got? think they're gonna do just like the football, like the football teams are doing. They're gonna play the full season. They're just gonna have a a, a fluctuating schedule with games being postponed and rescheduled. Um, or just completely skipped, but I think they're gonna force the whole season, just because the universities need the money like really bad. Yeah, for real. So you think we'll see a March uh, madness or an April madness this year? April. Yeah, it'd be in April, just from all the post. Yeah, it's it's got to be right. They they should be pumping out that vaccine by Hopefully. that time at yeah. least. Get to everybody in March. Yeah, or so. I can see them pushing it to April. I can definitely see that because you got to think about how many teams are playing and then how many teams might have to cancel games, reschedule it, and just try to fit in, like, you know, extra time where they can fit in games uh, that were postponed. So I, I honestly believe – I think personally that the NCAA basketball is going to be worse than football in terms of, like, these peaks or uh, these, like, flares of COVID cases. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be worse the basketball level. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's just because it's just during the winter months, or just because there's just so many teams like that I, play back? I think so many, like, I think it's so many teams. I think it's the combination of so many teams, and the fact of like the logistics of just basketball, like in uh, in football. I mean, you're wearing a helmet. No, it's not a mask, but you're not really face to face with guys when you're playing, like the whole time, just between tackling. And blocking, outside of that, you're not really standing by guys like that for the most part. Yeah. But on basketball, it's more you're, enclosed. You're, yes. You're, you're, when you're guarding someone, you're in their face 24-7 uh, aside from help side. But, like, you know, you're in their face kind of thing. That, Not even just that, too. You got the, the college football. You got, what, how many people on the roster? 85 people on 15, the roster? Yeah. 
17, 18 yeah. with college basketball. Yeah, that. I mean, you get two people goes that go down. You get two stores that go down, and oh, yeah. everybody's got to quarantine. I just don't. I don't see that. I don't see how. Oh, that's it, a, how yeah, it yeah, that's a good point. A good point you know? with the isolation, because just like uh, the Denver Broncos, uh, the quarterbacks all got were in contact with a quarterback that tested positive, but it was only limited to the quarterback room in basketball. They're, you know, everybody's, everybody's in the same room. So if, if one guy gets it, the whole team basically has come in contact. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So I guess, I guess building off to that, that Broncos point that you have, the, do you think that, do you think the NFL was just trying to make a statement with just the Broncos? Or do you think that if the same thing would have happened to like Patrick Mahomes and their quarterback room, that they would have made them play with somebody uh, that came up I, the practice I think squad? it's a, combination of both but it's more of them making a point like hey take this seriously because we're trying to play the whole season and not wearing mask is not yeah because yeah that that was the whole situation was crazy could you imagine being the scout the practice squad receiver being called up to start at quarterback for the broncos bro like what? It's insane. I wonder how nervous he was. <laughs> insane. Oh, dude, you. <laughs> I would have threw like 10 interceptions, dude. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, you got you to gotta think about it from his point. He's cool with just making that $200,000 that the practice squad players make, go out there, get kicked around for the whole week by the starters, and then they're just like, you're you're playing, you're playing oh, quarterback man. now. <laughs> like, in the, prof- in the NFL, He's like, I'm like, really about to get insane. my ass kicked now in live game action. I'm scrambling every, every pass play. I'm just dropping back and taking off. <laughs> he went. He went. What? Like he went like one for nine with yeah, like three he, yeah, interceptions or two interceptions or something like that. Brutal, man. At least, he, yeah, he's, at least I mean, he got look, one. You can't hold it against him. It's not one he prepared. Like his whole <laughs> career was on this. Like he got a completion. I mean, they didn't. I mean, <laughs> they got they got three on the board, I guess. <laughs> they didn't get goose eggs. Oh, Jesus. Shout out to Drew Locke. This is my quarterback. <laughs> hey, he a Jeezy fan too, uh, uh, Mitch. The, I saw him on the uh, I saw him on the sidelines. Oh, <laughs> dancing to, uh, yeah, dancing to uh, put on. He got he oh, got yeah, a bunch of flags for that. He's a black <laughs> whole black community support him now. <laughs> oh, for sure. But uh, yo, so do y'all think? So who do you who do y'all think have more pressure on them? Do you think that 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 quarterback coming out for uh for the the Broncos had more pressure, or the uh, the girl kicker for Ooh, Vanderbilt had more pressure on? That's him? tough. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know. know. That's tough. That's a tough question. Cause uh, I don't. I, I feel like uh, cause it, cause what was it? her name? Sarah Fuller, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I don't know if she necessarily had a lot of pressure. Cause I don't know what if people were. I don't. I didn't know what to expect. So yeah, I don't know like the she, expectations. Like, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Like I'm, you know, I I, I support it. 100 percent like i'm here for all of that 
Um, but I didn't know if like what kind of expectations going in, if she was going to be just the kickoff kicker or she was going to also do PATs or field goal. I had no idea. So I want to lean towards the quarterback for Bronco had more pressure because, you know, they, they were still expecting to win. Yeah. But, you know, Vanderbilt, I don't think, I don't even know if they've won a game yet this season. And then just by her getting on the field, she's already making history. So it kind of takes some of the pressure off. Uh huh. So that, that I think the more pressure is on the quarterback for Broncos. I mean, they could even get her in field goal range to, to even try a field goal to be the first, yeah. first girl. I was to... hoping, bro, <laughs> when I saw she was playing, I was hoping she was going to make like five or six field goals and just go like stupid. They could even get past the 50. Exactly. Hold on. So what's going on with their program right now? They just fired their head coach. I thought there was something else that happened too. They they had a COVID outbreak. I think it was uh I think it was similar to the one that happened with the Broncos where it was just the special teams people that that ended up uh that ended up getting it. So they had to call her up for that. Oh, that means mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, their their whole program is falling apart because uh, my mom was telling me that their athletic director – is it their athletic director? Yeah, I think it's either their athletic director or director of ops. I think it's the AD, but she, it's a female. She's the first African-American female athletic director, I believe, in a Power 5 school. I could be wrong, but, like, big deal. Yeah. And it kind of it kind of hurt. It kind of sucks that she had to fire Derek Mason because – He's a black, you know, black coach as well, but he's just not getting the job done. So she had to let him go, even though she might not have wanted to. Mm-hmm. So their their program is just they're they're about to be like a rebuilding stage. Well, dude, it's bad because their football team hasn't done good in the last few years, and same thing with their basketball. So it's just like, are they just relying on baseball now just to, you know? Well, you know, Vanderbilt. If we're being completely honest, Vanderbilt is not really a school that people go to for their sport for sports we know it's it's like an ivy league sec school and that's like their that's like their foundation for what they do so hopefully somebody a coach comes in and wants to actually compete in both academics and athletics but that's not really their mantra uh Mm -hmm. since being in the sec Uh, it's kind of an impossible job to take too Oh yeah, being, being the head coach of a football program at at Vanderbilt, I mean the the, the recruiting's got to be just oh, terrible, terrible to get through. Tough. Yeah, you especially in the SEC too. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Jeez, were we into this basketball NBA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. Re- I, 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 I. So, do y'all want to? So. Are people going to give LeVar his credit for saying that he's going to put all three of his kids in the league? I mean, he did, didn't he? Yeah. He did. <laughs> he did. Uh, but well, how do y'all feel about that? Him, uh, Jello signing with the Pistons. It's not a guaranteed contract, so it's not really – so, like, if he does do good, it's a plus. But if he doesn't, for the, comp- for the Pistons organization, it's not really, like, a bad thing to, you know, let him go or whatever. But what do y'all think about that, just him – on the Pistons right now. Uh, was wasn't he in the G League, the Lakers G League team? I heard. I, I thought that was Oklahoma City. That's what I thought it was. Well, he to be honest. Yeah. Well, he was in the G League, so I think for him, it's a positive because yeah, it's not guaranteed, 
but at least gets his foot in the door on making a team or making the roster for the actual mm-hmm. NBA and not just the G League. So I think it's good on his part. And hopefully, you know, even if it doesn't work out with the Pistons, that he shows enough that another team picks him up on an actual contract. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as long as he takes advantage of the opportunity, I think he'll be straight. Yeah. I never really watched him play at UCLA. Is he? Is he, he only like, played like? Is, yeah, he only played like a few games. He only played like a few games before that whole uh, thing about uh, him. Wasn't he stealing? Yeah, he, yeah. I still don't understand that, dude. To be honest, all that money he oh, got, man. But so do we? Do we? Do we think that Lamelo Ball's all that he's cracked up to be, or do we think that? That he he don't play any defense and he's straight just out there for show. Well, he's gonna have to play defense now, or he's not gonna see the court. <laughs> uh, I wonder how him and Gordon Hayward are gonna mesh together. I saw a video of them uh already training together, so uh-huh. the, the chemistry looks like it's there. Do you notice in that video that his when when Lamelo's jump shot that he doesn't really jump that much when he shoots? No, oh, he has no lift. Yeah. yeah, it's like you you barely slide a piece of paper under there. I, I just don't I don't see how that translates to the NBA. Yeah, I feel that. But he can handle that. He can, he can handle the ball. But that's the thing that's too, though. Sure. That's the thing too, though. He's like they're gonna get like him working with you know the. Uh, the trainers and everything, they're going to get his mechanics right to where, like, he's actually, mm-hmm. like, where he's actually jumping, you know, on his mm-hmm. jump shot and everything. They're going to get him right on that because look at what they did with Lonzo, how they changed his form and everything. They're going to oh, do the yeah. same exact thing. Massive change because, yeah, that was one of his biggest negatives getting drafted. They're saying that shot is not going to work in the NBA because it was flat. It took forever to launch. And think, you got to think it too. Lonzo was shooting the ball from the left side of his head. Melo shoots the ball like, he, it looks like when he shoots, he shoots it from his chest. You know. Yeah. That's how. And I. And with that too, I feel. I feel like his shot's gonna get blocked a lot just from shooting just from that low of like a starting point. You know, and then yeah. not having the lift to get over. So they they gonna get him right though. So they gonna get him right. But I guess it it, it kind of begs the question of what if the 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 college experience and playing in the playing college ball, how much experience that that helps you towards when you go to the well, NBA, you know, you know what I'm saying? Too, when he was like, overseas, like how much time was he actually training? Cause you know, if you go to college, like mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're training with your coaches after hours or before class or whatever it may be. But I don't know if he was like really training when he was overseas uh, in New Zealand. And you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just the, mechanics and just fundamentals and stuff. And even the comp, the level of competition that he's going yeah, up he's against. Yeah, grown men. If, yeah, yeah, I guess I mean, I, I, New Zealand's a lot different than Europe, but I mean, Luca did it, and he's he's thriving in the NBA right now. But Luca's been playing in the professionals since he's like sixteen or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was playing. He was playing against grown grown men. Yeah, when he was so he yeah, <laughs> in the second like toughest league, uh, besides the NBA. So yeah. So I got I got I got a question for y'all, and I'm a big LeBron fan, right? I love LeBron, love everything that he's about, love watching him play. But everybody's talking about this contract extension that he signed would put him as a free agent for when Bronny could theoretically enter the draft. Are we assuming that Bronny's good enough to play in the NBA just because he's Bron or LeBron's yeah. kid? 
Is that like like how old is he now? He he's got to be what sixteen, maybe fifteen or sixteen. Like like, are we just are we ahead of ourselves that he's just gonna is he just gonna get in the NBA because solely because he's LeBron's kid or is he actually good enough well, to play? This is another thing you gotta think about it. They said the same thing with Michael Jordan's son. He turned out to be trash. So for um, real. Um, yeah, he turned to be trash, bro. I didn't even know he had a kid. <laughs> yeah, he had a kid, dude. And that man was garbage. <laughs> wow, I, I did. Really? I mean, I really can't talk because I didn't play college basketball. But I mean, that's. I mean, to be uh, fair, to be fair, he has to live up to the name of Michael Jordan. Like that. That's so, tough. So was he? Was he just like? Did he like fell off? Fall off because they were comparing him to his dad, or was he just not? He was just like barely average in general. I mean, he played college basketball, um, but I think he just just didn't have the game to go to the NBA. I think that's just what it was. Dang. It might have had a little bit, too, you know, the pressure, you know, just, oh, that's your dad. Like, you going to live up to him? No, sorry. No, that's not. No. <laughs> Imagine having to live up to Michael Jordan being your dad. I would pick a, I, I, I honestly <laughs> would pick a different sport. I would Bro, pick I was just about to say that. <laughs> I, I would pick a different sport. I would pick a different sport. I'll play like <laughs> golf or something. You could be a tennis player, badminton, whatever you want. <laughs> Yo, so this this Wizards and Rockets trade, dude. I think oh my so was necessary because who got better? Honestly, who got better? I feel like, to be honest, I feel like Russ and John Wall are they play the same type of basketball. Like they're not really like. They're just downhill players, try to get to the bucket, try to dunk on you high energy. They don't really shoot the ball at, like, a high level. Well, I think John Wall might shoot the ball a little bit better than Russ, but I feel like the, I feel like nobody got better. Like, let, you know? Look, let me say this. I feel like, like like we said, uh, the other podcast, it was like a, 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 a even trade. Like, you didn't really lose or anything. But here's what I will say. Let's not forget, DeMarcus Cousins is on the Rockets. DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall have really good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think in that sense that the Houston Rockets, as of right now, uh, kind of is on the upside, just having two guys with that kind of chemistry. Mm-hmm. So that's what I will say that's interesting but, that. But, but, but you still got to take into, into account that if Harden does stay, he's ball dominant, bro. True. Do you think that Harden will end up getting traded? I think uh, I don't know. Whoever can swallow that contract, it's, yeah, because they got to pay that out. They got to finish paying them. But I mean, well, dude, if, if they I mean, if, him... if they trade, if they trade James Harden, whatever team that is getting James Harden is going to have to give up a lot. Like I'm telling oh, you, sure. like at least four people and at least three draft picks. That's what I'm saying. You see the. I don't know if there's any team that you could see the, do that the, the, at this point. the Warriors. Uh, there's room. I think it's official that the Warriors are in talks of potentially trying to get James Harden. Dude, I'm imagine? not watching the NBA if this happens. I'm not. Like that's just not. That's it's just that. It's literally. So who who would be untouchable on the Warriors? Curry and Draymond. Everybody well, my else. Per- could go? Draymond is not untouchable. In my personal opinion. They, I feel like Draymond's it's a, a heart and soul. Like oh, no, because they just drafted James Wiseman. So, I mean, I feel like as a big man, if he's playing there four or five, I feel like you can give up Draymond and, and develop James Wiseman to be just a lockdown post defender, rim protector, and he's already got the athleticism to be a scorer on offense. 
So I think, and if you're trying to get hard, you're going to have to give up between Steph. I guess Clay, my, assuming Clay's healthy, you'd have to give up one of the three between Steph, Clay, and Draymond. And out of those three, I'm giving up Draymond before I give up Steph or Clay. For sure. I but agree with that. I feel like if Draymond goes anywhere else, I feel like that's when like you really just see how he actually plays. Because you got to think about it. He's playing behind uh-huh. Steph Curry and uh, Clay, which obviously get the spotlight and everything. And, they're, and KD at the time. Yeah, that, yeah you got a good point there. Let's not forget when LeBron came back and won, won from 3-1, that game seven, I'm pretty sure Draymond dropped like 38-10-9 or something like yeah. that in that oh, game yeah. seven. So he, he just plays – he he gives you what you need. That's what I like about him. It's like whatever you need from him that game, he's going to give it. And that's what I'm saying. Like if he goes to a different team, that's when I feel like he's going to show out, you know. You think so? I think so because, dude, okay, let's think about it. it when you play Draymond – like Mitch, Mitch just said, he does what you need him to do. When he gets on a different team, he doesn't have – He obviously he won't have uh, Steph Curry or Clay, so he'll have more freedom to do what he – like what he does, you know? I don't uh, – look. Well, here's my thing. I'm a little biased. I'm not a fan of Draymond. I Here's my thing. I think he is one of the greatest role players to ever play the game. He gives you what you need. Like in that game where he dropped 30 or whatever – I believe he dropped that many points because the the Cavs were basically saying, "Let's stop Steph and Clay and make Draymond, and make Draymond beat us." Too. Right? Yeah. That's why he got a lot of open looks. But most of the time, most of his points are for wide open looks because that's the guy you want to shoot. Or if there was a guy you're gonna leave open, it would be Draymond. Or they were really good assist passes from Steph. I think he's a great role player. But if you try to put him into that number one option. I don't think he has the offensive tool set to be that guy to average 20 points a game. No, I don't think he'll be, like, a first option, but I think, like, a second option, third option. <sighs> like That's a, tough. A, a, okay, second option, okay, that's kind of iffy. But third option, I can see it. Third option, I can definitely well, see well, it. Well, let's, let's, but it depends what Let's play a little to. thought experiment here then. Where where would he fit in best other than the Warriors right now? That's, that's what I'm that's – I am th- i don't see him fitting anywhere else besides the Warriors. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. with the Houston Rockets when they were playing small ball, but now that they're not. Uh-huh. I, I don't. I don't know. Hmm. I'm trying to. He'd probably do well under Brad Stevens and the Celtics. I I can see that. I can see that. I know. I know. is known for his point guards and getting the best play out of his point guards, but I feel like in in a system where he knows what he has to do and what he's supposed to be, he's gonna be. He's gonna do what they I need to see- do. Like, if he was under Greg Popovich yeah, or something like that, like, that's where you're going to see his productivity. I think he has to have a good structure around him just to – think he needs to know what he's supposed to do. And whatever he's supposed to do, he'll yeah. do You don't well. think he'll be good with the Pacers? I feel like he fit in with the Pacers a little uh, bit. Ooh. ooh. I don't know. I feel like he'd be, like, a, a, a okay fit with the Pacers, just how their lineup is. Obviously, you probably – uh-huh. Does, does Sabonis play he the three the or the four? four? I would put Sabonis coming off the bench and put Draymond there because Sabonis can actually, like, space the floor out. So that's another scoring option off the bench. That's what I would do personally, but that's just me. So, but y'all see uh, Anthony Davis' contract? Oh, my God. 
I didn't expect him to sign for five he got years. Paid. That's the thing that tripped me out. I didn't expect him to sign that long. I thought maybe two years or something like that, but five, oh, he's locked in. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's in L.A. He's living the life. He's got it all. He's got everything that he needs out there. Why Why? Why would he ever want yeah. to leave L.A.? He's going to win. He might – I'm going to say that he probably won two more championships with LeBron, but that's just my bias kicking him. But at the same time, like – even if LeBron leaves, he's one of the biggest stars in that, in Los Angeles. You can't ask for much more other than maybe New York, but there's really nothing in New York besides Brooklyn right now. <laughs> My thing was is that um I know when the um when he had opted out or whatever, a lot of rumors were saying that, oh, he might go to the Bulls and stuff like that. I'm just like, why would he go to the Bulls? Yeah, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. You're literally gonna uh, I don't I understand that's like where he's from and everything. You want to show out for your hometown and everything, but the Bulls organization is shit right now. Like, <laughs> like they are not in a good space right now. So I don't know why that even came up or they thought that was a good idea. And plus they just won the NBA championship. Why would you go to another team like that? You know? So. I just feel like that if I'm making 190 million dollars over five years and I'm living in Los Angeles, there's just like there's no reason for me to leave. I get the com- the competitive spirit of it, but at the same time, the 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 Lakers have built an absolute team around mm-hmm. LeBron and uh, and AD right now. I mean, he can't he can't ask for much more. Why would why would he leave? Beg to leave the Pelicans just to go and get a championship in LA and then dip to the Bulls, who are just beyond dysfunctional exactly. right now but um the lakers got a lot better just with the oh pickup, my dude. Yeah. Uh, all compared, oh my compared to the clippers oh, <laughs> oh my they like they i, I I'm, I'm repeating some some talking points out of sports talk radio right now but i feel like it's a good point when you look at the clippers and i, I honestly thought that going into it that the clippers were just they, they had so much more talent than the Lakers, I didn't think there was a chance in hell that the Lakers would actually win the championship mm-hmm. this year. But looking back at it, they always played as a bunch of individuals rather than playing as a organized unit, yeah. you know? I feel like there's something to be said about that with, you know, trying to when, – when you're trying to win a championship, that the, the chemistry of the team definitely matters as much, if not more, than the talent oh, of the team. Because if y'all ain't clicking, like – just like on a day-to-day basis like when y'all get on the court like it's just gonna be just scramble mode nobody knows what to do or somebody's gonna take that fourth shot just try to be the hero or try to play hero ball or whatever it is so i'm still mad they kept patrick beverly (sighs) i am too dude (laughs) that that i don't get me started on that pay that man that much money just to bark at people It just makes no sense. He plays that defense. Yeah, but, though. like, you're not doing it on the offense. And half the time that he does play defense, like, he's flopping. And it's, it's like, come on, dude. Yeah, and it's a bunch of fouls. Yeah. He, no, yeah. I, I but is there not something to be said about the way that he gets in the head of his opponents? Well, that's he gets the them thing. Frustrated? I don't think it's working anymore. Early on, like, it was brilliant. I thought it was great. He was playing great defensively. But if you look at the bubble – he wasn't getting in nobody's head. He wasn't getting well. Uh-huh. He was riding the bench the majority of the time. It's I don't think it's working anymore because they know that he's trying to get in their head. So he's just 
they just ignore it. You know, it's, it's like almost like playing against a little kid. You're just like, All right, whatever, keep talking, but you know, <laughs> go ahead. Now, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. another thing too, y'all remember when Patrick Beverly uh, matched up on KD and KD just went crazy that game? He had like thirty something. Yeah, I uh-huh. think that was the turning point right there. <laughs> KD was literally uh, high post free throw line turn around, not even not even taking one dribble, just pulling up over him every time. I was like, "Come on, dude, y'all better call a switcher, something." But at the same time, he was still kind of in KD's head. That's where KD got that technical uh, against him. That's that's and he was he was still in his head at the same time. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's KD. KD's going to do what he wants to do on the basketball yeah. court, but. He was doing Patrick Beverly was doing what he always does is just against the second best player <laughs> in the world. Facts, facts, facts. But how about them tits? Oh <laughs> boy! Hey, that's all I gotta say. Then, boy, we balling right now. You you think that's kind of the same same way that it was last year that the people are just getting tired of hitting that that truck in oh, the backfield yeah. like for oh for sure when when you got a guy that's the same size as the the lineman blocking for him and they they <laughs> got stop that all game that's why that's if you look at the stats the first half Derrick Henry don't really be getting much because they know they bring it they got bring mm-hmm. it early but when the Titans are like you know. He, Derek's getting like two or three yards a carry. Then the Titans are like, all right, you know, we'll keep taking these two, three yards, but just know we're still going to run the ball. So when that second half round, the yeah. defense is tired, and these dudes are like, oh, my God, he's still running full speed down. <laughs> then that's when he starts breaking those 10, 20. Uh, like last game, he broke that that 30-something yarder towards the end. It's like uh-huh. they're exhausted. Uh-huh. I don't feel like I feel like he does not feel anything, bro. Like the way, like the way that, like no. the way they bounce off of him is just like it doesn't affect him whatsoever. It's oh, just he's built for. It. Jeez, how good? How good do you think Ryan Tannehill okay. actually is? Well, you think that you think that he's just a product of the look, system that he's in, or okay. do you think that he's a, now, he's a special guy? Look, all right. So before the season started, I said I didn't think he was that good. And I was confused as to why he was paying him. Right now, December 4th, 2020, at approximately 9.27 p.m., <laughs> I am taking back everything I said about Ryan. This man has proved – because, I, I mean, I did say at the beginning of the season, I hope he proves me wrong. And he has proved me wrong. I think he's at, he's in a great system. He's athletic. He's making plays. And now that some now I've seen that when – the Titans are in their spread offense, and it's time to pass the ball. He he's he's got a good he's a good quarterback. He's a lot better than I gave him credit for, and I'm saying that right now. I apologize because Ryan Tannehill has proven that this this dude he's a legit quarterback. Because I know a lot of people early on was you know skeptical that oh like last season he was only doing last season statistically they were only getting good pass plays in when it was play action. When they're faking it to Henry because everybody's crashing to the to the gaps, but now they're actually running a spread offense and he is just destroying defense. So he's also mobile on his feet. So I mean, I think he's legit. I do think he's like a legit quarterback, and he just took advantage of the opportunities he got last year uh, to start playing uh, over uh, Marcus Mariota. So. 
Yeah, I know one of my my buddies went to the Titans game before before Tannehill was even yeah. a starter. And they said it's, when they were yeah. watching Mariota and him throw in warm-ups that you could just tell the difference between Ryan Tannehill's ball and Mariota's ball. Yeah, that's, that's the I – I don't know. Is there uh, – is their defense going to hold up enough to actually make a push faith. in the playoffs is the question. But that, that's, that's really going to be the key. Offense is going to do what it does. It's going to literally be on the defenses on their plate to, to get us where we're trying to go all the way. Who y'all got this week? Uh, oh, geez. Is it, oh. It's the Bengals. No, it's the Browns. It's the Browns. Hey. Browns, I think. I, I, I think I don't know if I said this on on the on the podcast, but I was you got telling the eight somebody and three Browns I, going into the season. I think the, the Browns nobody are be a knows how team. good they actually nobody because nobody's expecting much. Um, last year they did better than they've done in decades almost, <laughs> and they picked up uh, Odell Beckham, which you know now he's hurt. But Jarvis Landry, they got Nick Chubb, they got a lot of weapons. I was like, look, they mess around to be a decent team this year. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, I got a thing too to piggyback off that. I was watching uh I think it was first take. It might have been something else. But somebody was saying that they believe that the Browns are gonna be a sleeper team just like uh what Mitch said, just because they've really figured out how to use uh Baker Mayfield like efficiency. And they said like when they pat when they do like when they pass and everything, they said like if they can get him under twenty six, I think he's like the most twenty six passes, that's when he's the most efficient. Um only passes at a twenty six. Is that what you said? Say it again, Finest. Are you saying uh, he's only a, he's the most effective when he only throws a maximum of twenty six passes? Yeah, because I think the uh, what they said it was like a study that they shown like just from his stats and everything, and they started looking at it and they're like he's more efficient when he throws like twenty at most twenty six passes or less. So I feel like they kind of figured out how to, you know play calls and everything and you know depends on you know what downage it is and what yards they have to get to the first down so I guess they kind of figured that out a little bit how to I guess game plan a little bit around just you know his passing and everything you want to know why that is Mm -hmm. Nick Chubb going stupid oh I'm sorry yeah yeah their run is phenomenal this year don't, don't leave so it Kareem takes out of that. Of uh, Baker Mayfield to make those <laughs> tough throws and tough catches. I think. That's what it is, man. They, they figured out that Baker's not – he's not going to go out there and throw for 450, 500 yards. And let the, he can't win off of his back, but what he can do is you can just build off the play just action. Like, yeah. Let them dump it down, little ten yard passes. I mean, as long as you're running the ball, you're getting first downs. So yeah, that's the question. As long as you're winning the games, that is but the question. Is it a quarterback that you want to build your future off of and give them a long term extension? I, I I don't know. It kind of goes back to the thing. I mean, if his if his people believe in him and the people true, around him true, believe in true. him and his teammates like him, they're winning games. I don't know why you get rid of them. You know, Las. As long as they don't so, play uh, the the Las Vegas Raiders, about these there's no is there, is there anybody in the league that's going to be able that's to beat the them? Only team, or is there pretty much just <laughs> the Super Bowl winner already? Yeah. 
But no, they look they look great this year. <laughs> I think they'll. I think they'll, the, I don't want to say this because they have to play the Titans in the playoffs. But I think they'll end up repeating. It, they, I mean, they should. It just seems like if you watch their games that. They they get whatever they want. It's just if they want to score, they'll they'll score. It's just the there's there's nothing that can stop them. And I think that it builds off that confidence of winning the Super Bowl. But I mean, when you got a guy like Patty Mahomes back there, it's just third and fifteen. It when when they get to third and fifteen yeah. or like I don't know second and like nineteen, you're like, oh, they probably convert this. And I don't think there's any other team in the league that you're like that you look at that, yeah, that- look at those situations and that you firmly believe that can execute you know jesus and that boy tyreek hill is having himself a season too with those, that's crazy he dude. had what like, 206 yards in the first half, half last game play. you already got that <laughs> <laughs> sit him out sit him out you good mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean, it helps that he yeah. runs a Is there really four, a, four, or like that a four, much what, four one forty, just blowing by everybody. Oh my gosh, it's a huge difference. Really? Yeah, it's it's like it's like it's literally like night and day. Like, uh, how do I put this? So imagine a guy running track, and let's say he runs a forty in track or a one hundred even. And then you put them in cleats on grass with pads on. It's not. It's like not even the same. It's not not even in the same ballpark. It's completely different. Okay. So I was trying to. I was trying to. Re, I was trying to relive my little uh, high school football memories and stuff, and I was just like, "Yeah, I can't remember it." <laughs> with the. So. Or the show with with the with the yeah yeah usually your they wear different like shoulder pads than than the rest of the people would they wear smaller shoulder pads so that the wear like they could go faster smallest shoulder pads you could possibly find like there's we've we've had like when I was at Mizzou we've had guys wearing like youth shoulder pads like they're basically not even protecting anything it's just so you can play kind of thing because it's just because like linemen their shoulder pads are like bulky and huge. So like there's like there's a difference in helmets, shoulder pads, <laughs> even the cleat, like down to the cleats, or even like the the cleats on the actual cleats at the bottom are completely different based on like speed versus stability. Because I know don't most offensive linemen wear high tops just to support. Yeah, high top in the yeah, and their cleats usually uh are like constructed like completely different. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. It, Yes, like for sure, astronomically. That's it's like one of the give, like the gives and takes is. What do, do you, you see more shoulder injuries? Shoulder the guys pads that wear the to, pads? to be more mobile and, and faster and being able to get more range of motion, you're compromising the the actual effectiveness of the shoulder pads. That's crazy. Especially. Especially a receiver when you're kind of across the middle, and there might be that linebacker. No, I wouldn't want to take a hit from anybody that's (laughs) from anybody that's D one and above. Sorry, (laughs) alligator arms. No, sir. 
<laughs> You're expected to catch that. Finest, how much of uh, this is going to be a stupid question, but how much of a difference is the game and speed and stuff like that going from from a high school to a D1? I know it's like astronomical, but it, I guess the question is, is does everybody talks about the quarterbacks, especially when they go into the NFL, that the game slows down for them after a couple of years? Does it like actually slow down and they're like they're just used to the yeah, speed, so it yeah, seems like um, it's going slower in their from, head? From or is it high school to a, a college fact just getting used to everything the, that's the, going the on speed around of them? The game you, know, you know what is, I'm trying to say? I don't even know how to put it in words. Like you said, like it is so much faster. Um, and I believe the majority of the reason why it's so much faster is the understanding of the game. Because in high school, you know, in high school, you might watch film mm-hmm. like an hour before or an hour after practice or, you know, a little bit here and there. In college, if you're not at, uh-huh. if you're not sleep, if you're not in the weight room, and if you're not in class, you're watching film. It's, it's, you're constantly, while you watch film in the morning before class, you go to workout class, then you'll come back, watch more film, eat, watch more film before practice, practice, watch film after practice, and then watch film when you get home. Like you're constantly watching film. So when you get out there, the mo- like if we're in cover two and there's two receivers to my side, I'm at corner. You're watching so much film to uh-huh. where all right, I know that the the slot receiver is lined up two yards outside the hash. That means he's going to run an out route right now, and the quarterback's going three steps. That means he's going to hike it in shotgun, and he's going to turn his shoulders immediately. The moment I see that, I break on the out route, it's an interception. Mm-hmm. That's what you're thinking in your head just because of the alignment because you've watched so much film. High school, you're probably going to wait till he actually does the outbreak to break. In college, mm-hmm. you know as soon as the ball snaps and the quarterback turns his shoulders, the outbreak's coming to you right now. And if you're the flat defender, you can shoot your gun right now. So it's just that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that do, does everybody run the same? Does everybody run the same stuff just with different tweaks to it, or is it com- like if you're preparing for for the most part? I don't know, if you're preparing for Tennessee, similar. and then um, the next week you're preparing for South Carolina. The, the biggest are you difference looking at completely different plays, or are they the tendencies kind of similar and the alignment? So, like, let's say a smash route. That's when a, a that's when your slot receiver runs a corner and the outside receiver runs a hitch, a five-yard hitch, right? There's there's so many different ways to run that route combination. So let's just say, for example, Tennessee, when we're looking at film, they might run it from a bunch. That means that the mm-hmm. two receivers are on top of each other, right? And they run it from there. Or let's say – so you, you game plan that. Or let's say, let's say the next week you play South Carolina and they motion to it. But it's the same route uh-huh. as South Carolina motions to it more times than not in Tennessee they line up in a different type of formation but it's this route right that's that's really what you look for when you're like watching film is just um so it's how the same concept is a, diff- a different like way alignment. of getting to those concepts So how much yeah. different how much different are quarterbacks treated than the rest of the team 
as far as you, I mean, you play with an NFL quarterback, so it's definitely yeah, the extremes the, there. But the quarterback, are they, it's, you said it's you're watching like film a, just uh, all the time, or are, are they literally it's living in the, in the facilities? They're, they're treated like gods, especially, you know, big programs if you're doing well. Like, uh, we went, you know, we went to a bowl game one year, so like, you know, we were doing fairly well for ourselves. You're, they're treated like gods almost, even, you know. They can't go anywhere without some, especially like a, like Missouri. Uh, the only, you know, it's the biggest university in the state, so the whole state of Missouri knows who Drew Locke was and Matty Ock and guys like that. So they can't go anywhere without like the huge, like almost like a celebrity type status. You know, if he goes anywhere, people mm-hmm. know who he is. And but at the same time, to get to that level. They literally stay in the film room. They watch yeah. so much film. They have to, and with quarterbacks, they have to not only know what they're supposed to do, but they have to know the receivers' responsibilities, the linemen's responsibilities, the running backs' response. They have to know every position for the for it to work. So they got to learn not only their position, but all the other positions on the field. So there's more weight and shoulder. That's why quarterbacks is the toughest position in football. Oh, for sure. Pressure, like, oh, you got to know it's it's ridiculous. So I mean, yeah, yeah, you got to know that playbook <laughs> by heart. Oh, yeah, like it's it's mm-hmm. it's yeah, ridiculous. I, I sometimes, would. you know, if you ever see a quarterback that like say some mumbo jumbo, and then they'll stop and look at the the they'll stop and look at the the sideline. They're getting the play from the coach, and then if you look, the quarterback will start yelling stuff and moving people around. He's making the adjustments because he knows where the running back has to be. He knows which way the line is sliding, so he has to tell the running back if the line's sliding right, so you're gonna have to block left because the the, the DN is gonna come scot free. So you got right there, and then he's got to not only that, he's got to look at the defense and try to figure out what the defense is in after getting his offense set. Because if he knows mm-hmm. that the the receiver to his right is running a slant, and he sees that there's a linebacker sitting in the slant gap, it's not gonna be there. Or if he sees the linebackers coming, the slant's going to be open. So he has to do all these pre-reads, see where the safety's at. It's just – it's crazy. And you only got how many seconds? 30 seconds to get the playoff? 30, 20, sometimes 25, depending on how the play clock's set up. But, yeah, it's so quick. You only got how many seconds? All right, great. Yeah. I guess I was wondering about the you're you're talking about the quarterbacks and in college you'll notice the that when that they're getting their plays from the sideline almost every single time. Is it different in the NFL where it doesn't look like that I guess I'm using the extremes, but like Brady and Rogers and Russell Wilson, they're never looking at the sidelines. It seems like that they're just calling calling. Yeah, usually in the NFL so they have are there are they not doing uh, that as much in the NFL as they freedom. would in, in college? They put um, more so trust. You don't see the, that as much. Sometimes you do see it, but the majority of the time a pl- a play is pre called and the quarterback, it's almost like especially with guys like uh Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, like the the greats. Uh, especially like pay like pay Manny is a is a great example. The, a, a play is called. He sees the defense is set up to stop this play. So what Omaha mm-hmm. Omaha Omaha that means scratch whatever was called scratch that. Yeah, he's calling his uh, his own play to beat the defense that he sees set up. And he's yelling at the receiver, come in, come in, come in. Uh, he might like tap on his helmet. That's usually a go route, and then he'll look to the other receiver. And he might tap his shoulder. That usually means like a mm-hmm. slant. And then he turns around, tells his running back, yada, 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 and his running back gets lined up, and he yells at the, the lineman to tell him this is the way we're blocking. 
and but he's setting it up himself. Usually, sometimes there's a guy in his uh his uh helmet that's telling him, "Yo, let's set up this play," because there's usually a guy in the booth that can see, uh, from like a, a aerial view, and sometimes tell him like what plays better. But like usually, it's it's set up like that. So it's just that's another another reason why the game seems like it's a different level mm-hmm. when you go to the NFL because in college most quarterbacks aren't doing that. They're just getting a play call from the offense. When you get to the NFL, sometimes you got to make a judgment call on your own. Exactly. That's exactly why they get paid the big bucks. (laughs) That's why they get paid the big bucks, huh? (laughs) So uh, building off this a little bit. I do. I do have a question for y'all. What What do y'all think is the most mentally exhausting position in all of sports, whether it be a boxer I, or a golfer? Ooh, or I kind of soccer mentally, goal or goalie. What do you think? What do you think the mentally, most mentally taxing a, position is? I'll, I'll give you. I'll give y'all mine. I think. And I've gotten into arguments about this because the first one that comes to head to your head is always the quarterback. But I feel like the hockey goal, goalie, just having to keep track of that puck and seeing where it's at, that I just don't, I don't see how that's humanly possible. How they do that? How their their uh, their reactions are that good? And just having to be on yeah, alert the whole game, like watching like a like tiny little baseball like inch and a half it. puck go across. Think the ice. about so it. That, that's where I would go. Ball coming at you like ninety miles. Well, different speeds. It's curving. It's coming down. Like you got to think about that. And then on top of that, you're like you're getting okay. What's like an average? Like what they throw like miles per hour in the in the, uh, uh, what's it called in the MLB? Yeah, you got to think about that if it's a wild pitch 90 miles an hour coming at your head and you only have like a, a split second to it's gotta be above 90 way, right like i would imagine that's tough that's tough and plus like a curveball too starts at your head dude and sweeps down to the outside corner of the plate come on that have anybody buckling, mm-hmm. buckling. Yeah, I think true. it's more. Of I mean, the even building off of that, did the does the batter have more you mental? Don't know like, what more mental pressure? You don't know how fast it's coming. Pressure. You don't know if it's gonna drop, if it's gonna slice. Uh, you don't know if it's gonna have a little rise. Yeah, that's sure. You don't know until it gets to the, until it gets to the glove, or if you hit it or make contact. Oh, you know what? I was thinking about it, and I think the most mental thing. <laughs> Uh, I guess position in all the sports. I want to. Could you? Because how many laps do they? They do a ton of laps in NASCAR, right? Yes. You have to be fully focused for all two, three, four hundred laps. Like, uh huh. You know. Hey, and they're going and those, what, 100 plus, 150, 160, 200 plus miles an hour. Uh, that's a good one. Maintain, that's a good one. I never even gotta, thought about that. It, it just sounds immensely exhausting, to be honest. And the thing about it, too, they don't have no air uh-huh. condition or uh, they don't have any air condition or power steering. So good, Mitch. Yeah, that's Mitch. Mm hmm. 
Oh, they would yeah, say. I'm sure. I would say that the the they. I think that I heard I a stat that they lose like ten or you fifteen pounds it, per per race. Probably so thick. Like just straight oh, water. It's, it's got to be flame retardant. So it's yeah. like thick. Yeah, you. That's a good point, Fines. I never thought about that. I think a boxer would be another good one too. Mm-hmm. Just having to stand in front of somebody, not even as much as UFC, but just having to stand in front of somebody and know what they're going to do before they do it, just as much as your reactions and what you're going to do. And it's just you in the ring. You got you got nobody else. <laughs> yeah, with you, at no least team. with NASCAR, or baseball, or quarterback, or whatever you want. You got a team behind you. But once you <laughs> yeah, once you step to... in that ring, it's <laughs> just you and the other thing. guy. And you just you just got to figure out what he's trying to do to you. Oh, and you're fighting for your life at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't want to end up like Nate Robinson. That, on the we gonna mat. talk about that. We gonna talk about that in a few minutes. But what's about the Steelers, Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean that's up to y'all I, I, I don't think they're a real team man I don't think that, I think that 11 and 0 is complete and utter garbage I don't think they're nearly as good I don't I, think they're nearly as good as they're played out to be I don't think their record proves who they are I mean if you think about it right let's let's think about their their best wins and you've got the Ravens, not this last game, but the yeah, game where Lamar still- was was healthy, and you got oh, the yeah. Titans. And at that point, the Titans were still in that kind of what what the hell is going on with this team? What are we kind of finding their identity? And and I don't know what happened to the Ravens. I, I don't know if they were trying to make Lamar be something that he wasn't, or what's going on with that team right now. But. I mean, they haven't played anybody. They pulled the NFC East, which is the worst division in football, probably in football history. And then they're playing in the AFC North, which is their toughest opponent right now. The the second best team is the Browns. So I just don't think that they've played anybody. I don't think they've been tested. I think that if you put them in the, uh, I think the NFC West with the Cardinals and the Rams and the Seahawks, I, just, I don't yeah. think that they're... Yeah, I don't I see, think that they're nearly even close to eleven and zero if they had played in the actual division. Yeah, uh, they really haven't played too many. I mean, they played the AFC East. They 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 get the they get the Cowboys, the 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 uh, the Eagles. Washington and the Giants. Those are four automatic wins that you get just straight off the bat because they're so bad. And then, I, I mean, they they just don't play anybody. They haven't played anybody yet. They got the Bills this week or next week, and I want I want to see what happens with that. But I mean, they got the they got Washington this week, and they're gonna roll over them. Yeah, Washington. That Texas game was. I want to see what I want to see what they're the like against an actual close. team that knows who they out. are. Yeah, yeah, they they do be having close calls with teams that aren't really that good. Now I think about, it. and then <laughs> I mean, you got and you got sorely out there. 
the Ravens. There's a third string quarterback throwing 73 yard touchdowns. Oh, that's what you're talking like, about. Right? What's, what's going on with this organization? Yeah, they barely beat the Ravens that didn't have. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, the, about when they played the Ravens, the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesday afternoon football. That little Wednesday, that 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 prime time. Yeah, they, they, they've, been, they've, been, they actually, they've been a little suspect <laughs> on some of these games. <laughs> been waiting all week for Wednesday day. <laughs> I think that I think that the once they go up against, I think if they get the Titans again in the playoffs, they get the Kansas City. I, I think between the Bills and Colts, uh, I think. I, think I don't think that they're going to be nearly nearly as good as that eleven to zero record. Which yep, December twenty seventh. For it's sure, at the, they got the Colts left the on the schedule. <laughs> is it at the Colts or is it at the uh, or is it at the Steelers? Oh God, it's going to be in cold weather. It's going to be snowing yeah, and they, stuff. They, I don't, I don't, know don't about think that one, but the Bills. Ball. For sure, the Bills are I don't think so either. No, I really show don't. The I feel like if you have that, that good. good of a regular season, I just feel like you won't show it yeah. in the playoffs. I just really yeah. just believe that. There's something to be said about taking a loss and responding to 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 lose. Yeah. You know, you got a true, bunch of people true, on there true. that have never lost, but. You never been through the adversity of losing. You gotta see how you react to that. <laughs> First thing, dude, I didn't know that. I didn't notice this. Nate Robinson is five nine. Jake Paul is that his name, right? Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul is six two. They shouldn't have no uh, like the reach comparison is Jake Paul's winning that. What, what, mm-hmm. They should have. There, there's no way Nate should have fought him in the first place. Well, giving up the size and everything. And well, he, well, the height difference isn't the, really the problem. It's the weight. That I mean, yeah, that too. But like, I don't know, dude. That that after I sat down and actually thought about, it, I'm like, why did Nate follow through with that? That wasn't a smart plan. And then he said, "I'm not going to get knocked out. I'm a professional athlete." And then he got his ass knocked out. <laughs> he got knocked out two times, two times, dude. <laughs> He got knocked out. <laughs> he got put on the game. <laughs> oh, the stats on it is like I, I think he hit the mat four times. And I think Jake Paul threw eight punches the whole the whole match. Hey, so half of the right punches hand, that Paul landed, <laughs> he ended up on the floor. Okay, I got another question. That's too. just that's a, that's need, embarrassing. Well, this is not a question. This is just something I just think they need to do. They need to put some dog in uh, the NBA commentators because that was some. A one commentator, dude. I mean, the commentator was better than the fight, to be honest. <laughs> you know, he started his own fight, uh, boxing league, right? <laughs> yeah, called the Fight Club. So basic and generic name. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be uh, a professional boxing league. Yeah. Really? Like with professional fight club stuff. Though? Thought he would put like dog pound. Or really? Something. That's interesting. I don't know. I mean, Snoop's in all type of businesses, huh? Like, come, I mean, like, come on, bro. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. 
what else we got? Oh, so everybody's posting their little, uh, the little top five artists and everything on Spotify and everything. Who is who? Who is yours finest? And uh, Mitch, if Mitch, did you do it? Or what, what you got? Spotify, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I know, I'm gonna be honest with you here, Calvin. I love <laughs> I love <laughs> I love watching me some YouTube, Calvin. I hate ads on YouTube. I watch YouTube videos all the time, <laughs> and I cannot stay on watching ads. So I use YouTube Music. So I have been just completely out of the loop. I have yeah, no idea. So, who I'm you, said, so to you don't. So you just use, not gonna uh, lie. A little little, little jealous of of all these people out here knowing how many times they listen to what song. No, yeah, YouTube. When you you subscribe to YouTube for like thirteen dollars a month, and you don't get any ads on their videos, and then you get their complete music library. So I just get all my music off of that, and they have their own little app. But yeah, man, I didn't get any. <laughs> I didn't get any of my top artists. Well, I was kind of jealous. I saw all, the, all of it going all out. Right, and I was so looking around to see if my number. So I'll go in order sure top five from one to. I'll start at five. So my fifth. Drake, Drizzy Drake, one take Drake at 20. <laughs> and then uh, well, I was going to at 20 hours, but I'm not going to do the hours. My fourth, Janae Aiko or Aiko. Third, Trey Songs. Second, Kalani. And pulling in at number one, my boy, Mr. Thugger, Jeffrey. That man, top five. Yeah. All right. So my top five, I forgot my fourth to be honest. I don't even know who my fourth <laughs> is. Um I think I had Lil Durk at number one, future number two, no cap at three. Like I said, fourth, I don't know. And number five was money back, which I was just like, there's no way. Like I there's there's just no way. Like, I mean, I like his music and stuff, but I did not listen to him like that. And I'm surprised Uzi wasn't up there because Well, apparently you did. I mean, yeah, I guess the stats or whatever. Somebody got my login and been banging some money back, but um no, nah, I thought Uzi was gonna be up there because I, you know, I love Uzi's music, but oh well. We'll try next year. We'll see what we, we tapping into next year and everything. So but uh I know it's a little late and everything, but uh Mitch, your boy G the verses, you get to watch it. The verses with uh, Gucci and uh, Jeezy. What's up? You didn't get to. You didn't know about that. Did I, did I say that again? Fine. Did you know about that? I'm not. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not I even gonna lie. What is that? I had no idea until somebody told me about it, bro. No. Oh, what were you? What are you talking gosh. about? And Mitch just dropped out. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but um, I just sent the invite. Okay. But uh, I did, bro. I didn't know that they had beef like that, bro. I had no idea, like that yeah. dudes putting out hits on each other and all. That. I had no idea. You didn't know about that? That's like one of like the oh. like the biggest like. Well, I mean, when that stuff was going on, that was like when it was like before Gucci like went to jail and everything. You know, they had the uh, they had a uh, fat Gucci or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, we went to jail. That was like when that that was like early two thousands. I want to say that was like when we were still like in maybe like middle school or. Uh, elementary school and all that stuff was going on, but yeah, they had some real deal beef, bro. Like, just some I, I don't know what it was caused by, or, I don't know, but they really had some real hatred for each other. Yeah, I, well, one, you know, I, I'm I 
I'm not a big into hip hop, so I had no idea. But if I had known about it, I'd have for sure been watching it. But because somebody, uh, my one of my buddies, he hit me up like, "Bro, you see the verses?" Uh, yeah, I was like, "What are you talking about? Gucci and Jeezy or whatever?" I was like, "No, like, well, I don't get it." He was like, "What?" And he told me about. It. I was like, "What, bro? Where have I been, bro? You didn't see that on Twitter? Like, Twitter was everybody was tweeting about." Well, it. I, I saw it. I saw it on Twitter, but I was like, "I don't know what this is." Like, I well, I saw the verses, and I know about like the they play hit for hit verse. I knew about that, and mm-hmm. I saw it was them too. But I was like, "Oh, cool, you know, whatever." I didn't know that there was beef behind it. Yeah, bro. I didn't know that. There's a whole story behind it, dude. It's crazy though. It's like, cause supposedly like, Jeezy, I guess, tried to set up uh, Gucci Man or something. Gucci Man supposedly ended up like killing the dude or whatever. And there's a story saying like he buried the body behind like his house or something like that. But I don't know how true that is. And if it is true, that's just some sick shit. <laughs> but this is matching everything. Yeah. What what, what what was that? I'm interested in that. You know, I'm a big Jeezy fan. You didn't. Okay. Like so, it was a, so. You know, you obviously know that Jeezy and Gucci had like beef like way, way back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Finest didn't know about that. He didn't know, like, because he had people that just hit him up saying, like, hey, like, you check out the verses, match. He's like, nah. And then he actually, like, started diving into it and everything. And he's like, I didn't know that they had beef like that. I'm like, yeah, bro. They had, like, some real bad beef. Like, but, anyways, it was literally just like, I don't even know if it was really like a rap, like a rap battle or whatever. They're just playing hit for hit. But Gucci Man was just playing just like just all just like this song. Just stuff just talking about like just songs that were just like this songs and stuff about Jeezy while Jeezy's actually playing like his hits like Soul Survivor and all that stuff. So Man. but if yeah, I, I'm surprised you missed that dude being a Jeezy fan. I thought you tapped into that. Man, I thought that uh I would I would have problems. Obviously, it was back in the day when they had their beefs. But man, I love me some Gucci Mane. I would have had oh, pro- I, I would have had problems choosing a side in that one. Yeah, but you gotta go with Jeezy though, bro, because you you a Jeezy fan. Come on now, oh, for sure. <laughs> I for mean, how sure, many man. You, how many people do you know that say Young Jeezy is in they top they top five? <laughs> I mean, the the recession might be one of the best albums of all time. It's just it's just up there. You really, you know what? Next time I go to the gym, I'm playing that. I'm gonna get back to you on that. Every single song on that album is a banger. Because, Miss, you know I love music, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know I love some good, some, some, especially some good trap music too. Especially in the oh man, Jeezy's so. Jeezy created trap music, man. He was he's whoa, one of the OG. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hold up now. Whoa. He's one of the OGs of it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, you got too much dip on your chip, bro. Hey, because look, look, if we go all the way back to T.I.P., T.I. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, bro, you talking about an OG? The yeah. rubber band, man? The rubber Come band, on. man. <laughs> bro, bro, I, I watched a documentary old, on T.I. Crazy, bro. He has a reality TV show now, doesn't he? He got um, a podcast, too. Yeah, I think so. He's got a lot of stuff going on. I used to I used to love listening to the uh what was that that album where it's all black and he was on there is it King or yeah. whatnot? Oh yeah. Think, <laughs> uh, isn't it just that King? one was hard. They got twenty fours on there. That's the song they had on there, wasn't it? Or was that uh 
no, that was like it, it was it was like Trap Music's presents Ti or something like that. The Twenty Fours was out on. It was like a black and white album cover with him on in front of like a yeah. It's Cadillac. called Cadillac. It's a uh, Ti King. It's just called King. Uh huh. It came out in two thousand six. Yeah, we used to be we used to be bumping that in Heritage Middle School. Bro, oh my that uh, <laughs> and then what was the other album? Uh, Urban Legend. Mm-hmm. That was a classic. Oh, that Urban Legend. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a song on there that I will forever play, bro. What is it? Is it not? Oh, it's not on that one. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Urban Legends. The that that's with Twenty Fours and Rubber Band Man, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and now, Finus, I, I heard you talking on the last podcast about uh about Wheezy. What uh, I, I gotta ask you, give me give me your top two albums by him. You can you can include mixtapes on there too. Top? Whoa, whoa! Include mixtapes? <laughs> yeah, throw mixtapes in there just for the fun. No ceilings is up there. No ceilings <laughs> oh, no, got to be up there. No ceilings. Oh my, bro! No ceilings is one of my all time projects ever. I think in, I'm a human being too. Second one for me. Um, but if I had to choose two projects, I might, I don't even know which no ceilings I'm going to go with. So I'm going to just say no ceilings in general. Uh-huh. And I got to go with, uh, the Carter two, the Carter two with a hustler music. I see. Yeah. Uh, bro. Hustler music. <laughs> that bro. I can play that. Any hustler music. My sh- and then that's got fireman on it. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's where yeah. fireman came from. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic, Al. But I, I'm not gonna lie to you, Finus. It's a little disrespectful. You're leaving the Carter Three out of there, just a I, little I bit disrespectful. Know. <laughs> the Carter Carter Three is like it's third. It's right after No Ceilings, Carter Two, Carter Three. Was he? Carter- uh, was he still with uh, Young Money when he did uh, Carter Three? Yeah. Was Birdman yeah. still still managing him at that point? Yeah, he, yeah, he, I think he had, I think Birdman was managing even up to the, to some of the, the droughts he had. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he's had so many good albums. The Carter Four, too. It's hard to put it, it's, it's a trick question asking you what what's the top two albums, because then you think about the Carter Four, yeah, man. Especially when you throw in the mixtapes, because. You got, you got Sorry for the Weight on there, too. Damn. <laughs> Oh, bro! The okay, first sorry for back. the wait. That first sorry for the yeah, it's no season sorry for the wait for me. I, I take that back. Yeah, that's for me. So now, y'all, y'all think his mixtapes are better than his albums? Yes, yes, Ooh. yes. Interesting. His, his well, word, what, bro, his wordplay is dumb. It's dumb on his mixtapes. Hmm. Yeah, and I, they said he freestyled most of that stuff too. So that's I think, play. uh, I think lyrically his mixtapes are better than his albums. Uh-huh. But I think as a as like a whole production of everything, I'll take his albums over his mixtapes. I gotta say one thing though: his mixtapes are usually remixes off of songs like exactly wasted, sure thing, like all that. Mm-hmm. It's they're all covers basically, which is why I give the whole everything. Looking at all of it, I'll give it his albums because it's more original his stuff. Because the mixtapes are just covers, but when you talk about bars. I'm taking his. I'm taking his mixtapes. Have y'all listened to the the No Ceilings three yet? I have not. I, I haven't either. I saw you posted. Oh, uh, I saw you posted something about it though. Oh my, bro! It's it's like you know this 
So I'm not a big fan of Lil Wayne's new stuff with the auto-tune BS. Uh-huh. This No Ceilings 3 is old school wheezy. No auto-tune. It's got the lighter flickering in the background. Like It is ball. Oh, yeah. The first song on there goes stupid, and it sets the tone for the rest of the mixtape. Is he covering it like he does in all the No Ceilings, or is it original beats? Um, I don't. I know some of the songs are covers, but there's some songs I don't know if, if they're covered or not because I don't think I've heard the original. Mm-hmm. So it might be a beat from another song that I've never heard, but there are a good handful. Well, here's the thing, though. There are a few songs on the No Ceilings 3 where he's, I guess he's using it to help his kids out because he's got like his sons uh, are like one of, are like featured, but it's like there's, it's like his kids' songs. And I mean, it's not bad, but I'm not listening to it to hear his kids. I'm trying to listen to him. Yeah. So that's the one like criticism I'd say about it is he's got his kids on it. And I mean, one of the songs was straight, but the other one, his kids like, a kid kid so it sounds like a little 12 year old rap and i was like nah this ain't for me he actually put like he actually put his kids on there rapping and like having lyrics and stuff yeah it's their it's their song oh wow it's their, yeah it's their song that they're they're rapping on one I of guess, them was bad his older son was actually pretty good but his little little one it's just his voice is like high pitched because he's like 12 so mm-hmm. i'm just like, eh. <laughs> So I I want to I want to build off this because I got to get a get a sense for y'all. So not is is not goat like who do you think's the best all time? But like for y'all's personal preference on who y'all like to listen to, give me like y'all's top three of just like the personal preference. Personal uh, uh, for hip hop or yeah R&B? for 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 hip hop. Okay, Calvin, you go first. Uh, this is my personal preference. So I'm all uh, y'all should know the two first twos, Meek Mill, Meek Mill, and a uh, Future, uh-huh. and then I'm gonna have to say that dude, no cap, dude. I just love his music, but y'all probably don't know anything. He's kind of an underground artist, but that's just my personal preference. But yeah, uh, my top three, um, more recent, like now, because back then Ti was like my all time favorite, but he's not really doing music now, so it's not really relevant. But like uh my top three, number one, Young Thug. Like uh-huh. That's just that's my guy. Number two is Lil Baby. Uh-huh. And I just got put on Lil Baby like like a year ago. So it's still kind of new to me. Does he number- actually is his lyricism is he is he good with the lyricism or is he more yes. more of the yeah. new school? Oh no, no, no. Like he's he's spitting like legit bars. Like it's okay. it's stuff. It's kind of um, hard to understand him the way he talked, though. But yeah. from some people, but I, I I understand everything he's saying. Well, yeah, so. when you listen to Young Thug, you can kind of listen to anything. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> if you don't listen to Young Thug that often, when you get started, you're like, I can't understand a word this man is saying. Yeah, but um, and then my number three is between Roddy Rich or Kevin Gates. I Gates. love me some Roddy Rich, man. Uh, Gates, <laughs> bro, yeah, bro, what, Kevin? That's just something that I think I, I thought that's something that I would never hear you say, Kevin Gates. Luca Brasky, bro. <laughs> I get out the mud. <laughs> Gates got bars. <laughs> he do. He do. Hey, out the mud. He pouring the syrup. No, bro. Get get Great on my man. Say, One on thing. My... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> plugs daughter. No plugs daughter. Oh what? Up? Bro. <laughs> hey, <laughs> sit down. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> oh man, hey Mitch, you up? 
All right. Mm-hmm. Jeezy's one. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've been thinking about it. I asked you all the question. It's just there, there's just so many that can go into there. But I'd have to go one. I'd have to go one would be Jay-Z. The Black <laughs> Album. I mean, the, uh, the Empire State of Mind. Is the, he's just so good. And then I'd probably go with two. Now, y'all are going to give me – I don't know if y'all are going to give me shit for this, but Kanye's got to be up there, man. Oh, Yo, Kanye. Hey, hey, Got hey. to be up there. Mitch, I will agree with you. I love Kanye until he just went crazy. I think – what was it? What was it? 808 Heartbreak or whatever? I yeah. Think that's the album yeah. where he just – I think that's the turning point where he, when he went crazy. See, like, and I'm a, I'm a big big Yeezy fan or stand here, so – I think that my beautiful dark twisted fantasies probably I said that the recession's up there, but my beautiful dark twisted fantasy might be one of the most well put together albums of all time, just from top to finish. That's the one with, um, uh, with, uh, power and, uh, why can't I think of the names? The, um, they had that one with, uh, with Rihanna that had the, the, uh, the piano that started off. Uh, run away or whatnot oh yeah that was uh, hard and just yeah just like from top to bottom i remember listening to that album and just and it's probably one of the other than other than joiner because he he's up there with like new school and what i really like right now but other than joiner's evolution i heard y'all talking about that on the last one because if you listen to evolution from top to bottom it's just it's just all the songs blend together really well they yeah. kind of build off of each other. It's almost like he's telling a story throughout the whole album. Um, he has like he has a plot. He knows what he's trying to say, and each song kind of each song is just a little testament of what he's trying to say with the bigger picture of the album. Um, but yeah, the my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I mean that that's just insane. I mean you, you throw it back to his old stuff, the college dropout and graduation. Uh, he, he's just so good, but. I probably have to throw third because I'm big into to lyricism too. I got to throw Eminem up there. I mean, I don't think Ooh. there's anybody in the game that can play off of words as well as he can. I mean, he can rhyme anything, anything he wants. Uh, he he rhymed orange with door hinge, and I don't know how he did that, but he did. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, just and especially, I like it when rap. I like listening to rap when I can tell that the artist has something that they want to say, and then they say it in a creative way. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And I like, I don't want, and I, towards the end of Eminem's career, and that's kind of what I was building off of with Lil Wayne when we were talking about him. I feel like Lil Wayne hasn't done what Jay-Z, Eminem, Kanye, all of them have done where they've transferred from being an artist to being almost like a mogul to being like, a status symbol of what they're trying to do, whether it be Jay-Z with just being Rockefeller records and owning part of the nets and moving to the business state side of his career. I mean, hell, even Jeezy is starting to do that, but it seems like Lil Wayne hasn't got that yet. He hasn't figured out that, okay, I'm getting starting to get into my forties. It's time to make business plans rather than just hanging on to being an artist. Yeah. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. But also too, Actually, no, I'm not even going to say that because Jay-Z has, I feel like, made way more money than Wayne just with all his stuff that he's done. So I I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. probably made more money outside of rap than he did with Wayne. True. Just with that. I mean, he's part of the NFL's uh, 
he's he's a part of part of the NFL now. Yeah, he, he bought he bought, he bought into the NFL. That's insane, you know. This Not dude mention- literally has a little bit of it, like a little bit of like every industry. I feel like yeah, his he's assets. got his hands in everything. Yeah, he can. Yeah, that's think, crazy. It's crazy to me too because I feel like that Lil Wayne is he's he's at the point to where every single person that lives in the U.S. at least knows or have heard about Lil Wayne. You would think they'd start to transition into building a brand, you know. Mm-hmm. He has a uh, he has his own uh, record label. I know he has that. I don't know what else he's into though. He had his own clothing that truck fit or whatever. I don't know if that's still a thing. Trust fit. I don't know that. Yeah. Ever... I know no, it's truck truck fit. Truck fit. Truck fit. Yeah, yeah. I, know... I remember he had that, but I, don't, I haven't heard nothing from that. Yeah, I've heard he started a bunch of stuff. I just don't know like what has happened to that since then. Because isn't he like a partial owner of a sports team somewhere? Wheezy, I think so. I'm, I I think I remember seeing like hearing some news. I don't know, but I just know he has the record label where he's signing a bunch of like young guys. Do we do we know how much money Birdman owes him? Uh, oh my god, There's is no it case. like are we talking Probably. hundreds of millions of dollars that he owes him, or is it just like 10 million, 20? I say just 10 20 million dollars, but to Wheezy, you know, that can't I mean. Be- it has to be a lot of money because you got to think about it. When Wayne was taken off and everything like that, the, there was one point where Lil Wayne was on the radio with his songs and then he was on other people's songs with features and everything. So you got to take that into account when he was popping, like when he was oh, yeah. really out there. Like, and he, how long would you say his time period where he was literally just running everything? Like, 2001 to like what the Carter Four released in 2012 or so? He came out with the the Carter one and Go DJ when he was he started when he was like seventeen or eighteen, didn't he? Who Lil Wayne? Yeah, yeah, he like he had like a solid fifteen years of just owning everything. He started younger than that, was he really? I'm oh. ta- I'm talking about like where he actually was like mainstream. Like I'm oh. talking about like uh, I don't know about yeah I don't know about mainstream, but I know that uh. He he sued Birdman for fifty one mil, and he sued uh, Universal Music for forty mil. Good lord! So damn near a hundred mil. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Do we know? Do we know any backstory to that? Why? Why uh, he did little... they did they own his songs and they weren't paying them, or they gave him a really bad deal when he was young and he had to keep he gave up the rights to his music, or is it something like that? Yeah, it's pretty much that. Um, and that, um, and not only that, but they blackballed him into getting out of his record label. So usually it's by contract by a number of albums. And so, uh, the Carter, I believe it's the Carter five was his last album to be in it. And he was going to get out and not come back. And Birdman basically was like, wouldn't let him release the album because once he released it, he'd be out of Birdman couldn't control him anymore. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of that's like where it like all started because they were like, no, 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 you're not going to drop the Carter five. So that's when that's why he dropped. Sorry for the wait, because he was trying to get it out, but he couldn't type thing. But he eventually dropped it. And now he has his own record label. Cause he gets- it's funny, bro, like how he dropped. Sorry for the wait just to put something out. And they were still hidden. Mm-hmm. Still hidden. So it's literally he's just like, yeah, y'all can't keep me out the flame. <laughs> 
Does this record label sign anybody big, or are they all underground artists? Um, ooh, he was twelve when he when he signed. To, he was huh? He was twelve. Yeah, when he signed with uh Birdman. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember. So no, I wonder he got screwed, bro. Yeah. He didn't know nothing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was trying to because I remember when I was listening to Lil Wayne like early, 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 and I remember listening to some stuff where he sounds like super young. That man don't. How is it even legal to sign a contract at twelve years old? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that makes no. But I mean, honestly, too, dude, you you get signed at twelve years old with like thousands of dollars. You're coming from Louisiana. You're going to take that, bro. Like, oh, for sure. You're going to take that. Living live where they live, like Magnolia or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, they, yeah. You're going to take that. <laughs> I would. So. I mean, I'd take it right now. I'll go rap. I, I, <laughs> I don't think anybody significant has signed with, signed with them. But I know he signed Jacquees, Young Thug, Rich Homie Quan, and Juvenile. He uh, signed with them? Yeah. Wow. He got Young Thug under him? Yeah, that's how Young Thug got his start. Cash money. Huh. He signed in uh, 2014. And he dropped mm. uh, two albums with cash money. That's why him and Birdman are so close. Well, we're close. I don't know if they're close now, but at one yeah. point, like he's in every music video damn near. And that's why Young Thug and Rich Homie Quan are, are close, because they both signed together. And they they uh, did Made rich projects game. together, yeah. Does Rich yeah. Quan still release music? I, uh, I don't know. I'm honest, nah. I'm not making making fun of them or anything. I just I haven't heard of heard. They, signed, they, they signed Blue on. Yeah, I don't think Rich Homie makes music like that. And if it does, it's probably just put out on like SoundCloud or Spinrilla, nothing to like major platforms and stuff. My man got his check and said, "I'm living lavishly now. I don't care about that." Well, dude, I know he had like a lot of like legal troubles too, and then him and Young Thug got into a beef because you remember they were like close, like when they dropped uh, what's that uh, lifestyle or whatever. Uh-huh. And right after that, they started beefing or something. I, I think some, I think I don't know what happened, but they just started beefing. So I don't know. Lifestyle is an anthem too. It is, <laughs> and you really can't understand Young Thug in that song neither. <laughs> So, finest once you once you get like adjusted to listen to Young Thug the whole time, I, I've don't get me wrong, I've listened <laughs> listened to my fair fair share of thuggers, but uh, he, he got he got lyrics underneath all that mumbling. Yes, like yeah, it once you get past the listening curve and uh-huh. you actually understand them, it's it's actually crazy. If you look up YouTube videos of other rappers talking about him, they talk about like lyrically, he's a genius. Because it's kind of like how Lil Wayne stuff is uh, back Mm -hmm. in the day where it's two levels. He'll say something and it means one thing on the surface that's just simple, like, oh, cool. But if you dig deeper, it means like it has like a deeper meaning under it. And that's how a lot of his lyrics are. A bunch of double entendres. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah. To where like if you want to listen to it just to listen to ignorant shit, you can. But if you like (laughs) listening to deep lyrics... If you listen, it, it'll make you think, like, what is he really saying? And it's like, oh, snap, that's a pretty creative way to say that kind of thing. So who, I guess J. Cole hasn't released music in a while, but as of right now, who's the who's the, the, the lyrical monsters in rap right now that are actively 
actively dropping stuff? Is it like little baby and people like that, or yeah, I'd put people I need to get on. I think right now, as, yeah, right now it's probably little baby's the biggest guy right now, and then Thug is probably up there in the top five. Well, five, I can't think of five, but I know little baby right now. Uh, if you listen to we, uh, my turn. Uh huh. Oh my gosh! Like my turn. Yeah, my turn's the name of the album. It's uh-huh. he's like talking about like everything, like real, like real stuff. And there's a song. Uh, what's that one song that came out during the Black Lives Matter protesting? Bigger uh, picture. That's the one that the the bigger picture was the one yeah, that uh, the they, big... they, they were like, damn, this guy can actually can yeah say, say some stuff. But like a lot of his music is that same level of him actually talking about like stuff he's gone through or going through or. And stuff that he's like, because he talks about coming from nowhere. And now that he's like a millionaire, like, you know, he's whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he's got, he's got lyrics. I feel like you got to dig deeper into his other stuff too. Not just my turn. Like when uh, Harder Than Hard, that was hard. <laughs> uh, you just got to dig deeper. Like my turn is obviously a great album, but his other projects before that, I think are are, are great too. I think just my turn really just, put him on to like the the more mainstream stuff yeah um i mean I, another thing that got him jumping too was uh when he came out uh with my dogs and everything because that was that was the anthem for a little bit but but yeah so so as of lately i've been uh been trying to been been taking a interest on like what what i put into my head subconsciously as far as what i'm listening to what I'm around all the time. And because I, I feel like that what you hear and what you're around, whether or not you're actively listening to it or paying attention to it, it still kind of like sits in the back of your head. And mm-hmm. so like, I guess, I guess my question is, is that I listened to that, uh, the, it was, is baby and, uh, and Ellie Choppa on their, uh, is a song narrow road or whatnot. Right. And I was listening to it. And I'm like, damn, like this guy is spitting about his life. Like he knows like he like what he grew up with, why he does what he does, why he raps about what he raps about. And I guess my question is, is like, do kids listen to that and it actually affects them as as far as if it's like an 11 year old or a 12 year old that's listening to that song and what he's rapping about? Do you think that? Do you think I guess the question is, is, is do you think that that like subconsciously that that's a good thing for kids to be listening to? Because, I mean, the beat is amazing and everything that he's talking about, I guess, from an older, older point of view, when you're 24, 25 or even if you're 40 or 50 or whatnot, you can listen to the lyrics and be like, wow, this guy's life like can't believe what he's been through or whatnot. But like you, you take a 12 year old that's listening to him. And I I don't know I I just feel like that it affects people you know does that make sense yeah yeah me per- personally if I had a twelve year old kid I wouldn't want him listening to a lot of the music I listen to because one of the biggest problems is I'm not gonna so there's this person that I'm really close with I'm not gonna throw him under, throw him under the bus mm-hmm. but he he I've I've known him for a while and we're we're not the same age. But basically, he's been listening to. So I'm I'm more of an R and B. I listen like ninety percent of music I listen to is R and B. So I don't really. Is that listen. what Jen, Janae uh, Aiko or whatever it was? Yeah, that you like said, that. That's like R and B. 
Yeah, it's like Janae Aiko, Kalani, obviously uh-huh. songs. Like that's all R and B. And I listen to like a lot of R and B. So I don't listen to a lot of like killing people and shooting them up and drugs and like beef. I don't really listen to a lot of that music. But this person that I know, he listens to a lot of that. And he's years ago he was like younger. And it's I can tell that him listening to that music. He, he wants that life because he thinks it's cool. Like, the beat's cool. Uh-huh. The song goes hard. So he thinks that hood life is the life he wants to live. And I'm like, buddy. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it is not. Like, that is no, not, not what you want to do. So, like, you know, he'll he, he'll act tough or act hard or act hood. And I'm like, bro, first of all, you from the burbs. Chill out. Because yeah. <laughs> there's nothing more a, a hood rat hates than a suburban dude trying to act hood. Uh-huh. Don't do that. Knowing he ain't got the credentials to act right. Like that. Don't be around hood dudes trying to act cool when you're from the burbs, okay? <laughs> but like it, I can it's definitely had a negative impact mentally on him. And I'm trying to I always tell him, like, you gotta stop, bro. You gotta stop listening to that to that music. Or, you know, at least at such a young age that he was listening to it. I was like, you gotta listen to like some I don't even like some chance the rapper, like his gospel stuff or something. Like uh-huh. he, I'll say what Keep on going, fine. It's my fault. But no, that that was that was what I'm saying. But I'll say one thing: I I listen to different, you know, trap stuff, R and B. Like I I I listen to di- different stuff. I really feel like it's just I don't know. Like I, I like that music and stuff. Just that that's just my personality, you know. If you know me, like I just wild dude kind of just turned up. But I mean, I feel like it's just another thing. Is just like you just have to know. It's just like okay, this is their life. This is what they're speaking about. Mm-hmm. I know I can't go down that road or I don't I don't have that lifestyle to even go down that path, you know? But I don't know. It's just, it, it, and two, I really feel like it just depends on just, you know, how you interpret it too, you know? Some people interpret things different ways and everything, so. And I don't think you can blame the rappers on it either. They're, they're legitimately just rapping about what they've seen and what their life, what they've gone through in their life, you know? It's like, it, they're, there's a certain amount of respect for that, you know, that mm-hmm. they're just rapping about what they've seen and they, you can't blame them for that. But I guess, uh, guess at the same time, it just feel like that whether or not you're listening to, to that, that type of music, I guess that it, I don't know. It just, I feel like that it can, it manifests in your life at, uh, at whether or not you're actively trying to do it or not. If that makes sense, you just, you yeah. can, you know, like I, your mood, like, like, like how music really affects you and mm-hmm. how it can change your mindset on things, whether or not you want it to or not. I just find that I find it fascinating. And at the same time, I'm like, damn, like, I really got to got to pay attention to what what I put in my ears, because, you know, mm-hmm. it, it might have might affect different parts of my life, you know. But the thing I have to piggyback off of that, Mitch, is too, is like. A lot of well, first thing, a lot of kids have more access, more access than we did, like to music now. For sure, you know, technology absolutely. and stuff. Yeah, I absolutely. remember there was one. I remember because I remember one time, like I think when I really like started listening to music and stuff. I had I used to listen to like CD players. I didn't have like an iPod or anything. Uh huh. Like you used to so, burn like, them CDs. Exactly. Yeah. So like, if I was burning something, my mom was gonna see because it it's on her computer, uh-huh. and she's gonna listen to that because uh-huh. she wants to know what I'm listening to. Yeah, I remember I had like, I forgot what album, I forgot what it was, but I bought it. No, my mom had bought it for me, and she played in the car, and she broke that shit. She's oh, like, yeah. you're not listening to. She's like, you're not listening to that. 
And I was like, okay. But now, like, since every kid now has Twitter, Instagram at the age of 12 uh-huh. and has so much access and stuff, I mean, you don't even got to listen to the music, bro. You can go on the Instagram page and see, like, a preview to their song or whatever, you know? Really, you Just get, though. like, a little 30-second clip, and then others are like, oh, crap, like, oh, this is what he's saying in his music. Like, it's, it's that stuff, bro. It's There's a lot of stuff to that goes into it. And I really slowly feel like is it if you don't want your kid to like listen to that as a parent, you're just gonna have to put barriers in front of them just to block that out. So they don't I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that if I had a kid, and I was like, like you know, you don't want your kid on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, you know, until they're a certain age. But like, there ain't nothing you can do to stop them from getting on it. You know, you gotta get them yeah. a roller roller razor. Yeah, <laughs> get them, get them a chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> a chocolate, the <laughs> <a> chocolate. <laughs> what was it? The sidekick that you could flip to the hey, side. Hey, I had T-Mobile, and I had it right when Soldier Boy came out when he was popping. So, <laughs> and Soldier Boy used to be that used to be the best. <laughs> that used to be the best. <laughs> Him posting those early YouTube videos of his Xbox 360 and it's like his 60 inch TV that probably weighed 1500 pounds. It just looked like the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, they're growing up in a different different type of age, man. I I just wonder how that would have affected me growing up with Instagram, Honestly, having an probably, Instagram at eight years old, man. That's insane. That's what I'm saying too, dude. Like I, that definitely, I wouldn't be the same person if I was uh, living in today's world. Oh, know, there's no up. way. There, there, I would not be the same person. I just know I wouldn't be, and all that. but uh mitch what's his personal finance advice man i don't i don't have the advice i was coming to y'all i want to hear what y'all what y'all do how do y'all uh how do y'all manage it what do you what's the what's the what's the secret to it i'm trying to get i'm trying to get my life in order right now you feel me i'm trying to i'm trying to get i'm trying yeah you know trying to figure it out trying to be a grown-ass man at this point and like, like what, actually, what like, managing to... money and how you do it. That, I mean, I feel like they did teach us that in school. I remember having a personal finance class that we had to go through for a semester, maybe. And, you know, we were 17, 18 years old. You weren't listening to anything the teacher was saying. So now it's like you're trying to figure it out on your own. So I, I don't know. I was just bring it up, figure out what, what y'all do, how y'all do it. Uh, So I had to learn it just just over time and everything and obviously you know different pay rates and different jobs pay differently so yeah. that obviously they takes take. into account obviously you know getting paid weekly in two weeks you know two weeks being paid two weeks you got to budget your money a little bit better yeah but, um i'm really since now that like i'm out of college and stuff and i have student loans and everything that's when i really start buckling down and like really just trying to plan out and just have like kind of like a spreadsheet of just like what like how much money i will make in that month and how i'm going to divide it up into like you know how i'm going to pay my bills savings and then money for like food and different stuff like that you know yeah um so you I sit live, down and you have like an actual spreadsheet of where you you know exactly how much you're going to get paid and then well well right now um well right now what i did yeah i did a spreadsheet and then i just calculated out like how much money that i will make uh in a month and then just week by week i literally go by like my bills and everything and i mm. literally just kind of just space it out within that month while i'm saving and then you know buying groceries and you know whatever going out to eat whatever all that stuff um 
And the thing about it, dude, that it's easy to make it, but the hardest damn thing I would say is to follow it. Yes. That is the hardest thing. Because anybody can make a plan and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stick to the plan. Dude, it, it's not like that. It took me probably like a good, like, I want to say like two months to actually stick to the plan because I, re- I wrote it out and then, you know, things come up. Um, unexpected things come up, which, you know, you got to have money for that. And yeah, it just took me like two months to really stick to like, you know, the plan and everything like that. But once you get a good plan written out and everything, just stick to it. And then uh, once you stick to it by like the third, fourth month or whatever, it's, it's second nature. So do so. you actually like, do you take a percentage of each paycheck and put it into the savings or do you just kind of put what you can into it? I literally, so what I've been doing lately, whenever I get my check, I automatically take half of it and put it in savings. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm well right now I'm trying to get my own place and everything like that. So yeah. I'm just trying to save as much as I can. Uh soon like every check that I get, half of it already savings. Just just like that. Yeah, you wanna have a good base for when you do do end up yeah. doing it. Because I don't know what I want right now. I don't I want a town like I told I, like I was talking to you, like I want a townhouse and you know you're gonna have to put like a, a down payment on it. I don't want an apartment because I feel like you just waste your money with apartments. Really? Like, I yeah. Own, yeah. I want to sure. own I want to own something, you know, and just mm-hmm. do equity and everything like that. Yeah. So that's my whole thing right now. That's that's my goal. Just money management and everything. That's my goal is just to get my own place, hopefully a townhouse. But if that doesn't happen, you know, I'll settle for an apartment. But I'm going to get that damn townhouse one day. Yeah, really. Though, <laughs> man. Be able to have something that, that you can you can build off. And, uh, man, with rent, you just, you're just throwing it away. Yeah, I, I mean. Of, yeah, and it's just like. And the thing with like apartments, you got to be cautious. You have people living on the side of you, bottom, top, all that stuff. So you got to be cautious. And but with a townhouse, dude, it's just like it's, it's just you might have your house might be connected to somebody else. But that's the only person you got to worry about. You know? Yeah. So it, it's just that, and I think it's more of just a convenience level too for me. Um, I just I and plus you don't have the space that you have in a townhouse and apartment. Like you just don't. So. Y'all making me want to move out of my badass apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, 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 once you get done with that degree and everything, bro, you just go ahead and buy your little house. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I keep telling myself, bro, it's short term. You finna be out of here. And it is short term. Damn near. How much more? How many more years you got? Uh, Three. Oh, that would go by quick, bro. Three to four. I don't know yet. He just on the course. It's all yeah. It's all dicey right now. But do you like Texas? That's that's where you're at, right? Is in Texas. Oh man, I I, I love Texas. Is it better it's, than Tennessee? No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's great, but it's not beating Tennessee. The only thing I like more in Texas than I do Tennessee is the weather because it's pretty much summer year around here. Uh huh. Well, not summer. It does get cold, a little cooler, but. It's pretty much summer and spring. There's not any winter or fall, really. Aren't but how hot are those border? those summers? Oh my god! Like, <laughs> like fortune. Let, let's say if you're if you let's say on a summer's day, if you plan to go outside at all, just be ready to take a shower. Like when you get back, even if you're just going down the street, you're you're gonna have you like you'll walk outside and start sweating immediately. Are you getting humid down there, or is it just a dry heat? 
No. Well, it's funny because people down here that are from like Cali or other places think that this is humid. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. You it's, walk it's outside. Pretty... You walk outside in Tennessee, bro. You automatically just sticky. Uh, yeah. It's terrible. It's a, it's a dry heat compared to like Tennessee. Make sure it's sticking to you. Crackly. <laughs> but no, man, I, I love I love San Antonio specifically too. I just love the Hispanic culture out here. I love it. Have you gone to any Spurs games? Oh, of course. I went to a handful. I I I went to a handful of Spurs games before COVID. What I would literally do, I got the I got this app where you can buy tickets for the app, and so I'll look up the schedule and see like whenever I'm free, and I'll be like, okay. Let's say it's like a Wednesday. I'll look and be like, um, if there's tickets available the day of, I'll get a ticket. Because usually the day of, the tickets are super cheap because they're just trying to sell tickets last minute. So they'll drop uh-huh. the price just to sell tickets. And so I'll look and I'll get, I'm, I'm getting tickets for four, five, six, seven dollars. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. What? Yeah, man. It's called Game Time. That's where I get my, my tickets, bro. You got to download the app. Man, I didn't check that out. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this: you're not going to be anywhere close to the court. <laughs> <laughs> but you know me, especially I was most of the time I'm going by myself. Uh huh. So like, to me, as long as I'm in the arena, I'm straight. So I I, I go almost once a week, once every two. Wow. Weeks. I'd spend more on parking. I with my ticket. I'd pay ten dollars for parking. I get my ticket for like eight bucks, and I'm I'm chilling in the. I'm damn near touching the the roof of the arena, but I'm chill. Yeah. What what teams do you get to go see there? Um, man, uh, I know you seen I'm, LeBron yet. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to because the Lakers actually came to San Antonio, but when LeBron and people like that come in, they they upcharge. The- oh yeah. <laughs> um, I was actually gonna go to a Portland game because my favorite player is Melo, and he was gonna come to San Antonio, but uh. I think that one got canceled because it was after COVID. COVID. Mm. Yeah. But I try to go to just any any game. I just love basketball, so I'll go to any game I can if I'm like if I don't have like homework or nothing that night. I'll look. Oh, there's a game on tonight. Oh, ticket six dollars. Let me buy it real quick, and then I just <laughs> get out the door. <laughs> so you brought up the Blazers, man. I, I'll tell you. LeBron's LeBron's my favorite player, but Damian Lillard is the best killer in the NBA right oh, now. Monster. There ain't the nobody savage. that's close. <laughs> There's nobody that's close to him. He's a savage, bro. I, I love Dame. He's he's gonna be one of my favorite players. He is my seed, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. <laughs> but now there's just a there's a two hour recording limit per like all at once but i can still like push them together but uh oh so have you do you understand the our lunch table question section i i think that i've got a i think i've got a pretty good good okay. idea of what it's gonna be because look i got some fantastic news so one day me you know you know uh me and Calvin been doing them for a little bit. And I, a while ago, I was like, I'm going to make a list. And I kind of got the bullshit. But I was working on my list the other day. I got like 80 something questions, bro. Whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. whoa. Yo. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, when you said you had a, whoa, whoa, whoa. You've been thinking, thinking. Hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fine. I mean, I'm you looking, said I'm... your list was long, but I didn't know it was like 
Well, it's because it was. Oh, I'm tripping. It's only 62, not 80 something. It's still 62. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but you know that one time I was thinking about. Well, you know that one time I was like, oh, I had like 15 or whatever. Well, a a couple weeks went by. I didn't add any. I got down to like six. I'm like, let me sit down and just make a bunch. So yeah, we came up with 50 something more in one sitting. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I was. I I mean, that's impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> that is very impressive, artist. But some of them aren't deep. Some of them are. So I mean, it's a it's a combination of just simple ones. And but I'm, we're just gonna hit these in order. Most of my the questions that I have have already been answered. But I just want to see uh, what Mitch thinks about these questions. So let's go. I bet. All right. I'm only doing two per 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 podcast. Right. So the list will last for a minute. Or who's going first? All right, I go first. Most of my so so these questions are just for you, Mitch. Find this and me have already answered them. I just want to see what your uh uh what you say about these. So first one's gonna be a sports one. All right. Which one is it? Is it harder to win an NBA championship or an NFL championship? NFL championship by far. Why? Not even close. Why? Because you got to get twenty two players on an NFL. You got to get more than that. You got to get what twenty, including all the DB subs and running back subs. You got to get. 31 players that are absolutely 100% bought in. And uh, if you're if you're on the field with 11 players, if you get two players that take a take a possession off or take a take a playoff, it it, it's done. I mean, you, the you, you is not lit. It gets uh you get uh you get you get two players in an NFL field that take it off. I mean, if you get your guard and your Hell, you're running back that just decide they're not going to take this this play and take it seriously. They're they're blowing up the whole play, and you're all of a sudden at a second and eighteen. You know, whereas in the NBA, you get somebody that doesn't want to get back on a fast break or maybe not play defense well on one possession. You can make up for it faster than you can make up for it on the football field. That's true, and plus, like. The pace of the game in football, you have plays like there's downs and everything. Basketball is continued. Yeah, you got a good point. You put it like that. Well, I mean, in basketball, you can erase a 24 point lead in a half a quarter if you, and crazier things have happened than that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. What did y'all say? Did y'all say NBA or NFL? I think me and Fines came to, I think we were kind of like on the, on the, on the fence about it. All right. I forget I think, what I said, to be honest. I think well, you well. I know you said this too, Fonz. You said realistically, you just look at the stats and everything. It's easier just by it's easier for basketball just because, um, just because they have more repeats. You know, like the Bulls, like the uh, Warriors, and everything. You, and like you said, you don't really see that many NFL teams like two peat, three peat, or whatever it may be. You know. Oh so, yeah, I did. I did say it's easier in basketball. Yeah. So, artists, uh, so I feel I feel him on that. I, I'm on the fence, but once you make that point, Mitch, you have to once you said you have to have all guys bought in and then taking off one play, like two or th- two or three people take off that play. Yeah, that can yeah. Uh yeah, okay. You make a good point on that. All right. So second question. What is something that your parents have taught you that you uh pass on to your kids? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to say, well, I'll give you what I said. I said just to think for themselves, just because 
I feel like a lot of kids listen to what their parents say, and that's not like what my mom has instilled in me. She's always like, I want you to form your own opinion. Like, you might not agree with what I say, but go out there and find the information and have a better, like, a more educated opinion on it instead of just agreeing with, you know, your parents, you know, just because that's mm-hmm. your parents, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but what, what, what's something that you think? I'd that say that, have? I think that one thing that my parents have taught me, I'd say it'd be the, the main thing that I got it probably be from my dad was that at the end of the day, you got to provide for your own, whether or not you're, whether or not that you're, you're unemployed or what's going on, you lose your job. There's always got to be food on the table for the people that you're supporting. I think that, I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing that if you got a family, you got a wife and you got a kid, and you know you're they're they're relying on you so you gotta at the bare minimum just make sure that they're provided for i'm not saying that you gotta save and save fifty thousand dollars to send them to college or anything like that but i mean Mm -hmm. at the bare minimum they gotta have food and food on the table and clothes on their backs i got a I got a question for that are you saying that just because from the male perspective because you know the bad the 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 male in the family is supposed to be like the go-getter you know like for sure if anything if, if shit's going wrong bro that's the glue like he's the one that brings everybody together like, yeah. are you saying that from that perspective though yeah that, i would i would okay. say that from that perspective and like i said i, I don't have i don't have a problem with if, when i get married my wife making more money than me or anything like that i just know that once you have kids and that once you have those those children that are relying on you you got to be there and you got to make right. sure that the end of the day that i guess that you're mentally you're mentally allowing them in and having conversations with them and you know treating them as as humans and that they you know that they're not gonna have to worry where the next meal is gonna come from if the lights are gonna be on all that stuff i think you just gotta think that once you have those kids and that's got to be your number one priority and then everything else can come after that but once again this is coming from a guy that doesn't have a have kids or anything like that that's purely off speculation yeah. yeah no but when you do have kids that's definitely the mindset right it's got to be right it has to be unless you want your whole family to fail so cause at the end of the day they're gonna be looking to you dad what what, what dad what where's our next meal gonna be you ain't trying to fold no. so yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that that's but, probably that's probably the number one thing that that my parents taught me i never thought about that before what i got from them yeah, that's something that I just had to ask. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that's all my questions that I got. All right, bet. So, would you rather? Oh shit! Meet your parents <laughs> or your grandparents when they are your current age? Hold on, say that your yeah. parents or grandparents? Yeah, which one would uh, you at your current age? Wait, 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 wait. Before y'all answer, how old are y'all's grandparents and parents? Um, well, both my parents are like a little over 50, like uh, low 50s. My grandparents are in their 70s, I believe. My okay. grandparents aren't alive, so uh, my mom is 50, 59, okay. so... So you're saying, so you're asking, would I rather be 24 
in the 1950s or be 24 in the 1980s, pretty much. No, would you rather, well, I'm saying, asking, would you rather meet your mom when she's 25? Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Grand- or grandparents Ooh. when they were. T- I'm picking my grandparents because I never met my grandparents. So that's the reason why I'm doing that. That's a good one. That's a really I'd, good one. I want to, I'd want to meet my parents at my age. That's going to be interesting. Well, I kind of already have a good idea how my mom was at that age from the stories, so I got a good gist of that already. I don't be asking shit. No, I, I didn't ask nothing. My aunts and uncles told me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't have no, I don't have no juicy stories from my parents being like my. I do. <laughs> I got some good ones too. <laughs> my mom was reckless, bro. She was really out in the streets. <laughs> she was really out there, bro. <laughs> Whole five three just swinging. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have to go with my parents. I think that I'd want to be my parents when they were my age. That would be insane. But the grandparents, so awkward, man. Though. You meet a grandparent, you meet somebody that's 24 during the 1950s. Like, what's it like even talking to somebody like that? I, no telling. <laughs> I'll be reckless. Uh, yeah. The whole la- the the language barrier would be so different. Yeah, you'd say I'm being reckless. They'd be like, "What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, you driving crazy?" <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Wait, what's your answer for that one, Finus? Uh, my parents for sure. Yeah. My yeah. I don't know. It's. I just feel like it'd be funny and weird. Be like, well, no, my dad when he was 25. <laughs> I don't even know. If, were they even together when they were 25? I guess so, because. Oh, snap. My parents were in their 20s when they had me. Interesting. Damn, my parents didn't get together until they were in their 30s. Yeah, facts. My mom had me when she was 36. Yeah, yeah I, I just did the math. I'm kind of shook. <laughs> I'm 25. My mom's like 52, so they're like, yeah. Hmm. I never thought about that. Anyway, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's let's ask a question off of that. Okay. Does it not okay. trip you all out a little bit? That I guess we're. I don't know if finest if you're dating anybody, but I know Calvin isn't. Does it trip you all out a little bit that if y'all were? Hey, you don't know that. Yeah, well, much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> Does it trip y'all out a little bit that you might we might get into a relationship like the next relationship you might get into you might get married to that person? Is that just Bro. me being a psychopath thinking about that? Is it just scared shit mean, out of me. To be honest, it's not because we're at that age now, yeah. and plus, most of our friends are married too. Oh so yeah, we're we're in that age right now. Get I'm that, be, man. I'm gonna be honest. I'm ready for it, bro. That scares me. I am. I'm ready. I am too, but I don't know, bro. Bro, I haven't I haven't dated nobody in a long time. (laughs) You want a kid? I'm not even faking it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like honestly, so I want eight kids. Wait, say that again, fighters. I don't know. (laughs) I want or just broke up right there. You said you wanted eight kids. No, bro, I want eight kids, all boys, right? You're out of so, your mind. What? So, so <laughs> math, look, look, mathematically, I need to start having them now. Because <laughs> if, if, once I get to 30, 
and I haven't had my first kid yet, I'm gonna be 70 by the time the last kid gets out of the house. You know, like you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> That's like, insane. Bro, like I'm telling you, how old am I? 25? Like three, four years ago. If you had asked me, I still wanted eight kids back then, but four years ago, the plan was like by the time I'm 30 to have at least two kids. I'm 25. Not only do I not have a kid, I don't have a wife. I'm not, I don't even have a girlfriend, let alone all that. So I'm like, <laughs> I haven't even got started on where I needed to be for this to happen in the next five years. God, what? why do you want eight kids? Why would you want, I want that? A, I want a starting five with three subs. <laughs> <laughs> like all jokes aside, it has one like basketball team. Like, why did you try to be the next Levar, bro? Basically, <laughs> bro, but no, you know how uh, it's like you know, a, a independence, the Swayze dynasty, bro. That was kind of live, dude. I swear to god, there's 17 of Swayze's. They're got bro, be. one Swayze would graduate, another one would come in as a freshman. I want that, but to be stribbling, yeah. one I want them. Here, here's here's the most insane part about the eight kids. I want them all one year apart. Holy shit! Oh, finest. shit. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you gonna you, bro, you gonna be go broke with all them kids? Dude. Nah, back to back look, like that. Nah, don't worry about all that. I got business moves, bro. <laughs> you better hope. Hold on, finance, finance, finance. Have you thought this out, bro? <laughs> you gotta think about birthdays, bro. But there's twelve months. You want eight kids? <laughs> no, but I'm. Either you gotta think about Christmas, <laughs> bro. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Right now, I got the biggest problem is right now I gotta find a female that's willing to bear. <laughs> <laughs> that's problem number one. I'll bet that bridge. Is there a female out there that would do that? There's, there's just no uh, way. That's what I'm on the search for. As if you're talking about adopting, yeah, bro. If I don't have a kid by the time I'm thirty, I think I'm gonna adopt one. Like I'm I've, still, I've thought about that actually. If to I'm be still single by thirty and like not even like close to being married, I might try to adopt a kid by the time I'm thirty. So I can at least I just need seven more. If I got adopt all eight, that's what I'll do. But <laughs> man, it's getting dicey. Finest, finest. <laughs> Look, if, if anything, if, I've heard some. Rid- I've heard some ridiculous things, dude, but just eight. Bro, if any females out there listening want to send in their resumes, you can send the uh FLS the number four swag at gmail.com. Um so yeah, I'll be taking applications to for bays. This dude cannot be serious right now. Oh, bro, I'm right now. I'm dead at bro, dead ass eight kids. Like no, like not even joking. Obviously, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get them one year apart because no, that's a lot of activity. That and I, that's not even enough time for my wife to lose the baby fat before she has the next one. So after the eighth kid, she's probably gonna end up on my six hundred pound life. Fighters, <laughs> 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 you're cursing oh. yourself right now. You're gonna have you're gonna have quadruplets. You're gonna have you're gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna have one kid, and then four are gonna come out, and you're gonna be like, all right, even four's better. Enough. Halfway there, off of one pregnancy, <laughs> <laughs> back to back, back to back to back. God, eight kids. I couldn't imagine. I went to, I went two. I want a boy and a girl, 
And then, then if I get a girl and a girl or a boy and a boy, then I'm going to try for a third. And if it, they're all the three same genders, then I'm out. I'm done. That's exactly I want what four. parents did. I mean, Trey was the Trey was the attempt at a at a girl. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out, man. I, I'm going to getting snipped. I'm done. We're having a good. We're calling it at that. I I, I just I I love ha- I love the thought of having a big family because like me and Kyler are close, and then we got Trey, which I mean close to. We're really close too. But I was like, imagine if I had like two other brothers between Trey and Kylan. That'd have been so much fun growing up. Oh um, yeah, I just like the thought of a big ass family. That's what I want because I ain't got no sit. Well, I got a half brother, but that's it. I don't have no big family, just me and mom. So I'm trying to have like four. So four even sounds like a lot. Holy shit. That's not that compared yeah. to eight. <laughs> compared to eight, that seems small, but but mine are gonna obviously be spaced out. Like I'm not that's just too much on the plate. Just you know. I mean, boys, we're talking about a fifteen year period we have. You, you can't have a kid after forty, right? I know you can't. I know sure you genetically can. you can, but like you really want to have a kid when you're forty two and then he's not out of the house huh. until you're sixty. Hell no. Yeah, think about that. That's why. That's, yeah. And I'm gonna. I'm. My windows get smaller. <laughs> as we say, "Hey, man. <laughs> hey, I need to leave one by next year." <laughs> Me and Calvin over here talking about a 15 year period. Fidus, you need to get started like tomorrow. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Look, when he said I'm trying. Look, when you're on. If you get in the dating scene, dropping. Eight kids in the on like that's just it's just dropping the bomb and then you know I'm sure ninety percent of women will be like yeah I'm out I'm not having eight kids you might as well just open up with that hey my name's Finest I want right. to have eight kids <laughs> you'll just cut them you'll cut the you'll if you cut the bad that ones would, out uh, we'll see I might put an ad on Craigslist there you go Facebook marketplaces <laughs> so yeah something <laughs> all right my last question. Uh, would you rather be able to time travel or teleport? Oh, time travel. Ooh. What do you got, Mitch? I've tried to think. There's there's a bunch of pros to both, but I probably uh, I'd go with time travel. I go with time Ooh. travel for sure. But it's like I wouldn't want to stay in the periods. I was a history major, so I wouldn't want to stay in the periods for long. Like I go back to Rome for a couple of days, but the thought of like going back to Rome and then being stuck there, oh, that would just sound miserable. Going no running you water. Also, you, but you oh, teleport, yeah. you just go wherever you need to. You wake up for work that, five minutes before you have to be there. That's what I would choose is teleportation. That'd be good. You can go anywhere, but the catch obviously there's gotta be a catch with either or. Uh-huh. But the teleportation, you have to at least been there once or uh, see a picture of it. Oh. So if you, if you want to teleport to 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 Paris, you see a picture of the Eiffel Tower, you can teleport to it. That's a good one. Uh, That's a good one. Hmm. If that was the case, I could be home tomorrow in the next 10 seconds, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ain't got to worry about board mocha for this plane flight. 
I ain't got to worry about none of that. Just hold on, you got to board Mocha? Yeah, I'm flying home. Bro, I just booked it to get them boarded, man. It's almost three hundred dollars oh. for a week. Mm-mm. That's more than the plane ticket. <laughs> Wait, bill off that a little bit. Would you rather have Spider-Man's powers or Superman's powers? Oh, Superman. Bro, what? Spider-Man's sick, though. No, Spider-Man's is cool, but Spider-Man's not immortal. Well, I guess Superman isn't technically immortal either. He's but immortal. He's pretty much immortal. Basically. In our solar system, he's immortal. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But for sure, Superman, be able to fly and do all this stuff. He's definitely OP. I'll give you that. He's definitely OP, but but Spider Man being able to have those webs and swing around, yeah, that would be kind of crazy. Spider sense. Oh yeah, especially with like the new Marvel's av- adaptation of it. Oh It'd be yeah, fun. It'd be fun powers to have. Calvin. Yeah, I feel like it'd be a lot more fun because I feel like Superman is too much responsibility. Yeah, I mean. I was thinking about it too, watching that that Man of Steel or whatnot, or I think it might have been uh, it might have been when Superman versus Batman. But like, if you were Superman, like there would start to be like a cult, like almost religious falling around you. Oh yeah, they people would. I'm sure somebody would start a religion where you're there. Yeah, that would be insanity. <laughs> that is a lot of power to hold. <laughs> that might be too much. That's why that's why he lives in the fortress of solitude in like the most uninhabitable part of the, the Arctic. Where nobody can get to him. Calvin. Bro, I don't know. I don't really know superpowers like that from Spider-Man and, and You don't know uh, Spider-Man's <laughs> powers? Spider-Man? Bro, I told you, dude, I told you this. Man Spider? Okay. Oh okay. I do know his powers, but I don't know Superman's like that. Superman? Plus, I, think about anything I, a man could do, but put it on a super you level. Get laser eyes. Oh my god! You get a fly. you can fly. As long as the sun touches your skin, you're immortal. <laughs> as long as the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, you can't. Uh, I got that backward. As long as the sun rises in the, as long as the sun rises and falls. <laughs> You cannot be killed. And let me tell you something, Calvin. I study stars. That sun is not going anywhere <laughs> anytime soon. Bro, I told you this so many times on the podcast. I do not get into Marvel stuff. Okay, first of all, Superman is DC, not Marvel. <laughs> so get, pro- get your pronouns right. <laughs> they say damn thing, bro. You at least got half of it right there, Calvin. <laughs> All right, I got my two questions, and then I got one question solely for Fidus. All right. All right. Oh, so the first one, we're gonna go sports. I think that mine's gonna be different than y'all. But who had the best free agency? Team. What team wise? Who had the best free agency? Okay. Lakers. Yeah, I. Off the top of my head. Obviously, I'd, I would want to sit down and look at, like, some spreadsheets. But off the top of my head, I'd probably say Lakers. I'm going to go with the 76ers. You get Daryl Morey. You get Doc Rivers. You put um, – why can't – they They got Seth Curry 
on the outside. You need a shooter. You got a shooter. Seth Curry is oh, the most did. underrated Seth player Curry. in the league, by the way. That man just does not miss, and I don't know why he's not appreciated more. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not going to put Drew Holiday and up there? The, Drew Holiday went to the Bucks, did he not? No, I'm just saying as underrated oh, player. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I mean, I I'm I could see Drew that. Holiday I could see how he's way. he's up there and underrated this, but because 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 look at this. Not trying to just, side note. I told Fine is this. I said he's a better Patrick Beverly. He plays both ends, bro. I could see that. He gets it done on both ends, both ends, dude. And he's and he's one of those players that you don't need to, um, you know, he's not asking for a yeah. lot of money, you know. So, it, I mean, like you know, he he's a reasonable, you know amount of money and everything but i feel like you get more out of him you know just for the money that you're he's paying him looking, so he's not looking for i think he's at the point in his career where he's just looking for a uh yeah he's just looking a ring. for a ring and he should he's made he's yeah made he should mix already. well with Giannis too i imagine that he'll probably be the it'll be good for chris middleton to go down to the third option and i assume that he's probably going to be the second option in that team depending on your thoughts on chris middleton but yeah, I could see that. I could see that being him. Him being one of the mo- more underrated. I would honestly put Chris more at the the second option just because he has more experience with the team and they know what they're gonna get out of him just from the coaching staff. Because you got to think about Drew. It's Drew Holiday's first. It's gonna be his first year going into that system. So you really don't know how that's gonna play out. So I think that you. Know, because you, you, you added so much with the 76ers. Y'all think that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are going to figure it out? I think they'll figure it out with a coach like Doc Rivers. Uh, as the- I feel that, too. And, you know, another uh, another thing, too, that I think they drafted Tyrese Maxey, which is a hell of a good pickup. And I feel like he's going to – I feel like he's going to carry more weight then he's going to be expected to in the season. Like, he's going to perform better than what they're going to expect him to. So, I feel like that's going to obviously, um, you know, relieve the pressure from Ben Simmons and everything, you know. So, I just think that the Ben Simmons and Joe Embiid, it's like Joe Embiid, he gets a lot of flack for sitting around the, the three-point line, but that's just to clear the room for Ben Simmons to be able to drive and create. I feel like that their games are they don't they don't mix very well. Because Joel, you just playing him in the post, and he's taking up, taking up what what Ben Simmons' complete game is, you know. So, are you trying to say they need more of like a stretch five to just space it? Just to clear I'm, I'm actually, clear that I'm out, saying that though, you might have to get rid of one or the other. I don't think that they. I don't. I don't know if they mesh well. I don't think that you can have two guys like that on the same team. That's but the who question. Knows, though? Who I, I don't Man, know. Who, who, like who? who I mean, I'm saying like what? Who, who are you saying that goes? I would say I would say Joel anything, goes I'm just because I'd say Joel goes just because of his injury history. But I think that Joel's the more valuable player. Yeah, because he does bring a lot. I mean, to the rebounding. Table. He can shoot the ball. I don't know of anybody that has better footwork in the post than him. 
Bro, he can put the ball on the floor yeah. for how big he is. And then too. they they picked up Dwight Howard in free agency, and it's like, what Dwight's not gonna. He's not like a big time player, but I feel like that he knows that he's just gonna get put in there to go and grab six or seven boards a game, be a paint rim defender, keep people out of the paint. I, I think that. I, yeah, I think that seventy sixers. I think they're the dark horse in the East this year to go up against the the uh, the Bucks, but the Bucks are gonna be looking good. Mm-hmm. All right, now to my second question. Kind of slightly complicated, but so let's say that you have a loved one next to you, whoever you want to, whoever you want to consider it, and let's say that they're going to prison, and you know with one hundred percent. 100% of you knows that they're completely innocent and they're going to prison for an undisclosed amount of time. How many years would it take up to you for you to take their prison sentence? Right. So let's say, it's oh, your, let's say it's, let's say it's ooh. your mom. Right. And so, you know, she's innocent. There's, you have the facts, but whatever, she's completely innocent. How much time in prison would you do so that they didn't have to go? It's <laughs> the best up question, but would it would uh, what's the what's the answer to that one? If it's my mom, I'll go to prison for life. You do life, in- yeah, yeah. I, I I would have to, dude. Like I just would. There's no if. Right. Either you do it or, or you don't. Yeah, like. for 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 both of my brothers, my mom and dad, my immediate family. There, there's no limit. To like, I'll go to prison for life. Okay. Now, outside of that, me, right, it's a little dicey. Let's take, let's take let's take mom and dad out of the equation. Let's take brothers and sisters out of the equation. Let's say it's a let's say it's a good friend. What's the all right? Let's like say how you in the scenario friend. that that person is going to prison for life. They're getting put away forever. But you go to the judge oh. and you say, "I'll do two years in prison," and the judge is like, "Okay." You can serve those two years. How much would you would you give up for a friend or somebody that's a close acquaintance? Is this right now, or am I graduated from grad school? <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I got shit to do. <laughs> I got homework and shit. <laughs> I mean, let's say let's say it's right now. Legitimately, oh, like you, what are you? Let's say it's your best friend. How how long are you gonna do if, for them? And you know they're in. It, you know they're gonna serve life in prison. If it's right, <laughs> if it's right now. They got until January twenty <laughs> second. school starts back in the spring. <laughs> they got about a month and a half. I'll, I'll, I'll take an L for a month and a half, but when that semester starts back up, I gotta go. I think for oh, me, I think God. for me, it's like I think that it's in somewhere between five and eight years. I think it's somewhere Ooh. somewhere between that, bro. It's like you're talking. It's like Hold your on, best man, friend, man. and you know they're innocent, and you know that they're going to be in prison for the life. Without parole, you'll never see them again. They're going to be behind bars. They'll never see the light of day again. You saying like if I was down bad, like last dollar, didn't have nothing, and he came up and just like, yes. helped me out, like that yes. type of friend. We're talking about like that people that are real, oh, yeah, real close. Yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm pulling a Bobby Smurder. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that. I'm pulling a Bobby Smurder. 
Only <laughs> I mean, bro, I mean honestly, what Bobby did, that was that was some best friend shit, dude. Like I don't know anybody how long else that did he get he went in what twenty fifteen so. and he's getting out in twenty twenty one, so he did six years. That'd be a yeah. long ass six years, mm-hmm. man. He said, "He said the only way I'll go to jail is if, if Roddy gets as long as I do, or it was vice versa, something like that." And I was just like, "Yo, that's crazy!" And the judge, Damn, dude. said, "All right, five years. Put that that's five, six years." Board. But I mean, dude, that I don't know. It's a tough one. I don't know how much it would take, how many years. But yeah. like, you really think about it. It's like even, and I, of course, I do the same for my sister, or you know, my parents or whatnot. But shit, dude go into life life in prison so they don't have to go that's a lot <laughs> so that's a lot man hey when i get out you better be that's, you, you better be thanking right. me <laughs> so y'all think y'all agree like five years you. or y'all like fuck that dude they're going they're going to prison for life uh, um wait, so no, is the question I'm, if I, I serve any amount of time they don't go to prison at no. all yeah, they don't go to prison <laughs> at all, but I'm saying how much would you do for them? Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Like, oh, that's what's game. the what's the max? I thought you meant I would serve two years, and while I'm serving, they're out, and then when I come out, we switch. No, 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 no. You serve it, and oh. they're they're free, but they're completely innocent. Yeah. They're 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 completely innocent. You know for a fact Ooh. they didn't do it. Is it federal prison? Oh, or we're state? going federal. We're going federal. Ooh, we're doing. We're going well, to the big federal, boy. Ooh. We're going to the big boy jail. Well, fed, federal prisons are actually a lot less aggressive. Than nice. States. All right, we're going to states then. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. Maybe a year. Really? A year, bro. Prison, <laughs> prison. <laughs> like we're talking prison. We're not talking. Well, dude. We're not talking house arrest or probation. We're talking prison. No halfway house. Your record is permanently stained because you're going to prison. So it's a felony sure. that ruins the rest of oh, your yeah. life. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm. So if I'm taking an L, it's got to be a short L because I'm gonna take the L the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "If I take an L, we got a short L. That's the funniest junk I've heard today. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've heard today." <laughs> so you get a, you gonna stick with oh, like a year finals? Yeah. Shit. Well, you, well, Mitch. Well, if you think about it, since he did say state prison is more aggressive than federal. And you know you're gonna be getting into some fights. Fuck you think no, you but you might not dude. even survive 24 hours, bro. Like, because I know if I went in there, bro, I'm, I'm I don't want to do bro. that, man. Like, I don't want to go to prison. That that'd be the worst thing ever. Um, yeah. Well, pay taxes. <laughs> All right, fighters. <laughs> my last question is for you. All right, if you were to recommend to somebody that has never watched anime one anime to get them into anime, what anime would you I knew this one would get you lit? <laughs> All right. Now your question promotes a question. All right. What kind of what kind of shows does this person like? Because there's animes for people that just want to see bot like if they want to see people fight like fighting 
with the graphics and like the the the, the cool uh animations there's that there's there's animes that got backstories there's animes with both there's like mystery stuff so all right i'll tell you what we'll, we'll take it from my perspective okay so i have watched dragon ball z up until the okay. mahjong boo or after mahjong boo technically i watched that when i was a kid but i've been re-watching it and i'm in i'm getting right at the end of the cell saga right before uh right before not cell saga i'm sorry right um, right at the end of the Frieza saga, uh, I still haven't okay. finished it, but I, I, of course, I watched that as a kid. I think we all watched Dragon Ball Z as a kid, but uh, I've been rewatching that. I tried Death Note, which the the Ooh. premise of it was really cool, but I I didn't yeah. end up sticking around for it. I think I got like ten episodes in, and then it's just one of those things where I lost interest. Yeah, it's that Death Note's tough for to to get it like as a getting into and, anime. And then so. the one that I did try to was One Punch Man, and I thought that was pretty cool. I finished that first season, so I did watch that. But out of that, and my buddy was telling me there was one, and I can't remember which one it was, but uh, um, basically he said that the and it's pretty widely renowned as like there's an episode in this anime that is like the saddest episode that has ever been on TV uh, ever uh, full metal alchemist. And I, Oh, I've never tried God. that. Apparently there's one. I just want to get to that episode. There's apparently there's one episode in that series. That's just like absolutely destroys you. So I want to see that, but yeah. what's something that you think that everybody, whether or not you're an anime fan or not, that can watch it and then be like, okay, I'm into this. Um, I think um, uh, My Hero Academia is a good one because it's got a little bit of everything. It's got really good fighting. It's got a backstory. It's got like a legit because you know One Punch Man. There's not really a legit plot no. besides guys want to find somebody that can beat them or like challenge them. But like My Hero Academia has like a legit plot. It's got deep stories. It's got some like a little heart pull, like uh, you know heart pull, like emotional. Um, it'll get at you emotionally. Full Metal Alchemist. If you watch Full Metal Alchemist, watch the Brotherhood because uh-huh. it's the it's the it's re it's like a revised version of it, and it's way better than just the Full Metal Alchemist. But it's on Netflix. It's fantastic. That's another good one. And another one I would suggest, but it's kind of a task, is watching Naruto. Okay, I watched that as a kid. But- I watched that as a kid too. I remember watching that. Okay. But here's my disclaimer with that. If you're gonna if you're gonna watch Naruto, if you've seen Naruto Naruto when he's a kid, try to start watching it towards the end instead of restarting the whole uh-huh. thing. Naruto Shippuden is when he's older. So like he leaves for three years, he comes back, he's like grown damn near, like a grown teenager. He's like 16, 17. So he's a lot more mature. Naruto Shippuden. Oh my gosh, you're talking about one of the greatest animes ever constructed in the history of anime? Ooh. It's phenomenal. Does he still turn into like, that nine-tailed so- fox or whatever it is that he that he turns oh, into? Bro. Like the stuff you've seen in Naruto barely scratches the surface as to what they do with it in Naruto. And what's Shippuden. that on? Is that on Funimation? Um ooh. or is that Netflix? I think Netflix. Netflix. I think they just start. They just push Shippuden on there. I don't think they have all the episodes okay. though. But I do know going Crunchyroll. 
which is a free uh, anime streaming service, Crunchyroll has uh, Naruto Shippuden on there. Um, and Watch Cartoons Online.io has all the okay. animes, and they should have as well. But you want to talk about, uh, if you want to talk about so many character development, phenomenal. Uh, the the backstories to these characters phenomenal the plots phenomenal everything like at the end everything all everything comes full circle oh my goodness and there's there's one part there's one saga or arc in naruto shippuden i'm fighting back tears Dang. bro like you remember itachi yeah. right Itachi's yeah. brother they go with the itachi's backstory oh my goodness I, i'm trying not to cry <laughs> in the middle of my living room they go so deep into the backstory it's so okay. the, I guess the next question is, do you watch them dubbed or non-dubbed? I watch them dubbed, but just because, like, if I'm, let's say I'm watching something and they only have dubbed up to a certain point, I'll watch it subbed. It doesn't matter to me. I prefer dubbed if I can get it dubbed, but I'll still watch it subbed. It doesn't, like, really make that big difference. I heard from the anime community that uh, that the dubs after the 90s just went to complete shit and that nobody... Nobody really likes the dubs anymore because there's the voice actors are so lazy with it. Uh, I don't, I can mean, well, I can kind of see that, but if you always watch them dubbed, you don't really uh -huh. notice it. The people that, that are the people that go back and forth between sub and dub all the time, and then they just kind of get spoiled with the authentic Japanese voices. But yeah, those are the ones I start, and then once you get going with those, you you might want to get into Attack on Titan. Okay. That is, it's different. I will say Attack on Titan is uh -huh. different, but it is one of my absolute favorites. And it's just, it's another like, it's fighting, but there's no like superpowers, but it's fighting. But you're talking about some, It's you're so emotionally <laughs> invested. There's some parts where you're tearing up. Like they, they got you. Do you get uh I guess I guess the question is: Do you do you feel like that you get a, a sense of Japanese culture from watching these? Oh yeah, for sure. That's half the fun of it, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. This, yes, it's it's just great. I love it, bro. I just realized we almost got three hours on this junk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, we've been talking, talking, bro, but I'm fucking with it. It's gonna be a, be a, be a no, 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 bro. This has been this so much content, though. Do you put these up on uh, on though. YouTube and stuff I like that, it. or wh where are these available at? Um, they're available on Anchor app, the Anchor app, at Anchor or Anchor FM, brought to you by Anchor. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can get them on Anchor. <laughs> Uh, Apple Music or Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and there's some other like smaller podcast um, platforms. But the three major ones, you can find them on there. I thought about putting them on YouTube, but uh, I'm kind of holding off on that because if I did, it would just be the audio. Uh -huh. But if I did, if I put on YouTube and people were watching them through YouTube, it would take away from the data that. I get from uh, the podcast platforms because all the podcast platforms sends me the uh -huh. data. So I know like where people are listening and the demographics and uh -huh. all of that. And if they're going to YouTube, it like takes away from that. So I'm kind of holding off you. on that. But yeah, 
first podcast with our new <laughs> co-host. I'll bring welcome aboard. I'll money we got making guardians <laughs> of the six one five. We gotta figure out the superpower. <laughs> I'll bring uh I'll bring but, uh, my headphones next time. I left them at, <laughs> at, at work, so sorry about the audio. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, is there, any y'all got any closing remarks to the people? Uh, yeah. Do what you gotta do and stay out the way, bro. Like I say, <laughs> for the past eighteen weeks of this. So, I said, <laughs> no, for real. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I gotta say one thing though. When I say like, do what you gotta do, stay out the way. Don't. When I say stay out the way, do what you gotta do and don't go into somebody else's lane. Like, stay in your own lane and stay on course. That's what I mean by that. So, figure out your path and take it. I like that. What you gotta do. Yeah, uh, you got I anything? Know. I gotta think. Of, I gotta think of <laughs> you, you. You got a slogan over there. I gotta get on that. <laughs> but no, yeah. Well, I gotta get a superpower. But I mean, no, not really. <laughs> <If you want. laughs> I want to be Thor, man. I want to be Asgardians of the Galaxy. All right. I don't even know what my superpower would be. So I don't know no, no power. So oh, we'll, we'll figure it all out. But uh, yeah, this has been the Guards of the Six One Five. We appreciate y'all for listening. Stay tuned, and we'll get back on next week. Get right or get left. We out. <laughs> <laughs>